cool beans. Cool, cool beans. Do you like that movie, Hot Rod? Yeah. <laughs> cool beans. Cool, yeah, cool, cool beans. <laughs> it's like the stupidest part. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, that whole movie's pretty stupid, but... I think it's funny. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. That's I love, uh... What's his name? Um, the guy that's in it. Shit, what's his name? He's like the fat kind of bald guy, and he like teams up with Seth Rogen every now and then. Who, Danny McBride? Yeah, Danny McBride. I love him in that movie. Yeah. Where like they go that he has that one part where you like. I'm like, drink uh, green tea all day. <laughs> I'm the drinking green tea all day. He's like beating up the guy. Yeah. He's like, I go to church every goddamn Sunday. Yeah. Like picks up a trash can and smashes the room. He's like, this is my hat now. This is totally my hat. And like grabs his hat and puts. I like I like Ian McShane. Well, I like Ian McShane and anything. Oh my like Ian god! McShane yeah, Ian McShane is amazing. As a stepdad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just keeps on beating him up. <laughs> At the end, he hits him that thing where he like yeah. shits himself. He does like the fucking yeah. punch and shits himself. <sighs> It's like, you gotta be kidding me. (laughs) Ah, It's good. Cool. Hey everyone, and welcome to And the Award Goes To, a weekly podcast where we see the newest movies to hit theaters and give our thoughts, impressions, and finally an award to a thing in or about the movie. My name is JT Atkins, and with me is... Rocky Rudoy. Rocky, what did we see tonight? We saw Mother... I guess that's how you have to because say it. That's it's an exclamation got a, mark. It's got an exclamation point. Yeah, it, so, so I you guess gotta say it that way. Uh, who was it? Yeah, it's, yeah, who who was it directed by? It was directed and written by Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, kill two birds in one stone. Yeah, right? written, boom. written and directed. <laughs> who was? This is the thing. Who was in it? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Who else? Javier Bardem. Yeah. Ed Harris. Go for it. Michelle Pfeiffer. Come on. Uh, Dominic Monaghan isn't that his name? The oh. uh... He's from like Domo uh, Domo Gleason. Wait, who the fuck is Dom- Dominic Monahue then? Who am I thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> Do- Do- Domo Gleason's from Ex Machina, and yeah, yeah, Force yeah, Awakens. No, no. I yeah, that was like Dominic something. No, okay, and Chris uh, and Wig for yeah, a little for, bit for like a couple of seconds. It's very distracting. This movie has so many people in it, and it's not that good. It's it's a very <laughs> aggravating film. It is. It's got its moments, and the moments it does have is really good but I mean, so what did you think what did, did you like it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i don't know if you guys could hear that but he gave a subtle yet audible groan <laughs> yeah um i i, I was, think i think almost within the last 15 of the minutes of the movie and so holding my forehead i was like <sighs> you know what i think i kind of hate this film <laughs> I think I hate it. It's not as bad as the bad movies I've watched. There's a good movie somewhere I enjoyed in Kidnapped there. More than this movie. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> Kidnapped didn't give me a headache. This movie legitimately <laughs> made me hurt. Well, they're yeah. not in like not in like oh, it's so artistic. It made me hurt my brain because nah. I wrap my I try to wrap my head around just the fucking noise and god yeah god damn it it's god damn it. <laughs> All right, so that's our review. We'll see you next time. <laughs> this was a mini episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got news, I guess. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, so news, what? what's the biggest thing like that's in your news, Brad? Uh, there is. There's, what is there's, the biggest a, thing? We got to leave with the this front page. Well, I'm going to do deaths leave. first because we had two uh, two deaths this, this okay. week. So in memory, we started off low. But I got, I got a big news story also. It's one that I've been kind of building up because I've had other little pieces of news like building yeah. on top of it. Um, that I wanted to say before, and I was waiting for a particular little review we were going to do uh-huh. for it before I talked about it. But since new stuff, it popped out sooner than I expected. I want yeah. to talk about it. But first, uh, Harry Dean Stanton died last night. 
at 91 years old from uh alien fame he's an alien the untouchables over oh, okay. hitchcock presents yeah um probably know him you know he looks yeah definitely if, if you've seen him you know yep, he's very recognizable um, Jeez, how old was he 91 years old dang it's pretty good for a heavy alcoholic <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is pretty good yeah he passed away um he'll be missed um also frank vincent died this week uh at 78 years old frank vincent was in uh a lot of scorsese films um oh, okay that that's him right there. Yeah, he, looks he, he was Billy Bounce in Goodfellas. He was uh, gotcha. in Casino. He was in Sopranos. Um, as Leo, uh, what was his last name? Uh shit, I forgot his last name in that show. Something Italian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, he also did Salvatore Leo Leonardo. Yeah, he also did uh, Salvatore Leone's voice in uh, the Grand Theft Auto games, yeah, Grand Theft okay, Auto yeah, Three, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, San Andreas. Um, I'm like he, replaying through those right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was Salvatore Leone in those. Um, and he died at 78 after um, complications from heart surgery. Oof. That sucks. So um, those are the two deaths that we have. But my big story then, um, and they'll both be missed. Um, I, I, I'm a huge, I was a big Frank Vincent fan and a Harry Sand fan. So um, yeah. they'll definitely be missed. But um, I, I wasn't expecting this big a news to come this week about this film. Um, I actually have something. I took a picture of something else about this film a little bit earlier Okay. Uh, last week. So for anybody that doesn't know, they are developing another Halloween film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're developing a new Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think I, I think I had news about that, too. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's probably going to. So I'm just going to lap it all on top of each other. Um, it. It'll be directed, basically, uh, Danny McBride, who we were talking before, right before... Uh, Right before recording this podcast, mm-hmm. we were talking about Danny McBride in uh, Hot Rod. He is co-writing a script with uh, the director, David Gordon Green, mm-hmm. who um, they've collaborated times before. But uh, he uh, is the director of Pineapple Express, uh, Joe, oh, okay. um, some other films. He's also directed multiple episodes of Eastbound and Down. Oh, yeah. and so they're working on a script together. They brought in John Carpenter. Um, director of the first Halloween and uh, writer and producer of the second Halloween mm-hmm. uh, creator Michael Myers and everything. One of my favorite directors and whatever they pitched him, he was super excited about. Hmm. Um, he got very, very, very excited about it. He said, ah, this is such an interesting take on the character. I've heard something about this in a long time and it got him so excited that he's decided to produce the film, oh. which would be the first Halloween film that he's been involved with since Halloween three. Oh, okay. Um, season of the witch yes yeah, season of the <laughs> witch and he hasn't directed a film since 2010 yeah so something got him really hyped up to want to be involved in this yeah um he's also said that he wants to score the soundtrack which for a bunch of his movies um i think it's more of a budget thing why he started doing it mm-hmm. but um he was always known for doing the music for his own movie so that original halloween theme john carpenter made yeah the music for you know his other movies such as uh Big Trouble in Little China, um, uh, They Live, uh, The Fog, like all those films. Okay. I think I think majority of his films, except for The Thing, which my favorite composer did the music for, Ennio Maricon, um, he did the music for The Thing. But most of the other films, John Carpenter did because it's low budget like that. Yeah. So he wants to do the music for this one, which will be awesome because yeah. it will give it that old Halloween feel. Absolutely. Uh, not just using a score, but if you Ooh. made some new synth parts and everything but also this week what came up is that um just yesterday 
They got Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Jamie Lee. That's what I had. Yes. Yeah, I had that. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis will be returning. That's um, amazing. And they released a photo of her. And That's the one I saw. And it's her dressed in the same clothes that yeah. Laurie Strode had on in the very first Halloween. I'm pretty sure that's the same porch, too. Yeah, isn't the it? same like, porch. the same like location. Yeah, the same yeah. porch. Um, <sighs> that, that house is in, uh, actually, Cavity Colors and Fright Rags are just over in uh, both awesome clothing companies you guys should check out. We're just over in. Yeah, you've always got really cool t shirts from them. Yeah. I want to get some of yeah, them. Yeah, they were just over in California for uh, the opening of Slashback Video, I think is oh, the name okay. of it. Uh, this new like VHS like horror store and stuff. Yeah. Um, but while they were there, both did individual pictures at that that Halloween house. Uh-huh. So it's right. It's still standing and everything, awesome. and you can go Holy and crap. see it and stuff. Oh, so yeah, so it's cool. probably it's probably the house. And Michael was in the doorway. If y'all haven't seen the picture, y'all can look it up. It just came yeah. out yesterday. But uh, Jamie Lee Curtis will be coming back. Um, also, the interesting about this movie um, is that it takes place after Halloween two. Mm-hmm. So all the movies that came out after Halloween two, they're cutting all those out yep. and <laughs> forgetting for they happened. Which three season of the witch you can treat as its own thing. Anyways. Yeah. Season of the witch. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about it before, <laughs> yeah, but, um, it's like what's supposed to be the beginning. Of yeah. An anthology Halloween was supposed to be an anthology. Halloween one and two was supposed to be with Michael Myers. Which is so interesting. Yeah. Really cool Halloween thing, three so. was going to be season. It was season of witch about the Halloween mouse and everything. Yeah. Sadly, it got bad reviews and, didn't do well critically or commercially, even though I like that film. Yeah. And uh, John Carpenter's original idea was every Halloween, every year yeah. was to release was a new so horror bad. movie yeah. with a Halloween name. It was going to be an anthology, different, get get different spooky tell every every Halloween time for the season. Yeah. But that fell through, Sally, because people were like, good, does it have Michael Myers in it? Fuck this. <laughs> even though Michael, Michael Myers, Myers is my favorite slasher, I like him. Oh, yeah, yeah, same here. I love Michael Myers. It's just that have been really interesting. Yeah, you know, an anthology thing. Because at the end of Halloween, too, you know, Michael gets blown up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that time, he wasn't an immortal. He could take a shitload of damage. Yeah, but, like, yeah. it was still that he was just an escaped yeah. asylum inmate. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah very, this is Very all... high constitution ability. So this movie will be taking place right after Halloween 2 or, or I guess, 20 years after Halloween 2. Because like since yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is in, she's going to be older in it. So yeah. I guess it's going to be... Hopefully it's not another H20. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's exactly all I'm hoping. what I thought. Because <laughs> she was in that one also. Where she's an older Laurie Strode. And... Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. see. That's the only thing that has me nervous with the <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm super excited for that. Well, I guess I can cross that one off the list then. Because you covered that. Uh, where was it? Oh, here's one that I'm excited for. Uh, Superman. Man of Steel, baby. Man of Steel mm-hmm. 2. Guess who's in talks to direct the sequel? Who? Matthew Vaughn. Oh, Jesus. Matthew motherfucking Vaughn. Are they going to let him play by his own rules? I don't know, but I fucking hope so. <laughs> we all know Warner Brothers is making some questionable decisions, to say the least, with what they're doing with their properties and yep. how they're trying to... They're trying. They're trying something. They're, trying they're still swinging. They've got a baseball out, out there, and they're still swinging. They're not yes. making home runs, but they're swinging. Yes. Wonder Woman was a fucking home run, but that was that was a, that was out of nowhere. Yeah, um, absolutely. So we'll see though. Man, Man of Steel two. We've talked about this a couple of times. Like, who would we want to see as villains or whatever? Um, so like, it's nothing. We we've got to wait until Justice League happens. Mm-hmm. Superman's got to come back somehow. Um, after he comes back. Then we can get our Man of Steel 2 probably. And we'll I don't know. I'm just excited to be like, yeah, Matthew Vaughn, absolutely. Is he in talks or is it official? It's it's just talks right okay. now. But it's like really like uh like close quarter like close ending talks. Right, it's true. Like 
it's probably gonna get wrapped up soon. He's been doing so, a lot of comic book movies. Yeah, no, he'd, he'd be really actually good for majority that. of his Fucking career King, has Kingsman been. and stuff, and uh, the X Men First Class, yeah. Kingsman, yeah, Kick Ass. A majority of his films have been comic book movies, except for Layer Cake. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm mean, except for that. Oh, also, I forgot to mention as well that Halloween movie is being put out, distributed by Blumhouse. Ooh, there we go. So Blumhouse, Blumhouse is, knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, too. them, them and A twenty four studios are pretty good about putting out good horror yeah. stuff that's creative. Yeah, absolutely. you know, what I mean, there's like a couple things Blumhouse put out. Like, like I'm not a big Purge fan. I, I, I like Purge too. I, I, I still was like a fan. Purge I thought it was kind of dumb, but uh, you know, I, there are other movies like The Purge is one of those things. Not to get off on too much of a tangent, real quick, but The Purge. When I saw the first trailer for that movie. That was one of those things where, as, as a writer myself, that was one of those things where I was legitimately mad seeing that. Because you didn't think of exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. Because I saw it and I was like, this is fucking amazing. Why didn't I think of it? Yeah, like, right. This is awesome. This has uh-huh. so much potential. I am pissed off that I didn't create this myself. And then I saw the first movie and I didn't really care for it that much. I saw yeah, the, the sequel. The sequel was better than the first Yeah, one. the sequel was amazing. And I actually have the third one like downloaded on my computer. I just haven't watched it yet. Right. But I, I want to watch it because the second one's fucking awesome. But... Yeah, I love the like just the idea of it, just what it is. Like, hopefully, I don't know if it's going to turn into one of those. It already seems like it is, but it's going to turn into one of those things where it's like a paranormal activity, where like every year, every other year, it's like another movie, yeah. just something else. And well, is the third movie may just be a trilogy? Maybe I haven't heard of a fourth but, one well, yet. Or yeah, I haven't like heard that. anything about a fourth one yeah. yet. But what were you going to say? So uh, you, you were going somewhere with that? Oh, nothing. I'm I, just I, saying. I, I like movie. those films. I mean, you know, put Get Out, and they put out, you know, yeah, Insidious and stuff like that, which I thought was. I'm not even a big haunting fan anymore because yeah. I'm so tired of it. But then like <laughs> Conjuring, we're good. I think they put Conjuring also. Yeah. But uh, in a couple of weeks, they're also putting out that one trailer, which I'm kind of interested in. Yeah, I want to go see it. Yeah, like in, Happy uh, Happy Death, Death Day. Day. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so schlocky. It's just Groundhog's Day yeah. with with. Uh, with, like, a serial like, killer dying yeah. every time and so she's trying to figure out her own death because every time she dies she wakes up again and yeah. she has to figure it out yeah yeah it looks weird but but halloween is putting out blum uh being put out by blumhouse yeah that'll be so that that's uh you know it'd be, cool. be cool to see i think it's the first time they're playing around with an old character so it'd be kind of interesting yeah. sam raimi is eyeing michael b jordan and josh brolin for his remake of a prophet um, Prophet is okay. a French language film with the same name. He's going to make an American version of it. Okay. The original version of A Prophet is coming of age prison drama that tells the tale of 19 year old Malik Al Jibena, a Franco Arab who lands himself in prison uh, where there's a strict division, division between the uh, Corsican and Muslim inmates. Once there, Malik ends up working directly for Cesar Luciani, the cruel but efficient leader of the uh, Coruscants that are uh, imprisoned there, but still carry out criminal activities beyond the prison's walls with the cooperation of corrupt individuals within the Institute. Um, and right now, I guess Michael B. Jordan and Josh Brolin are being eyed for Ooh, that film. Okay. So, huh. And Sam Raimi will be directing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a film? Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought I, right at the beginning I thought you said it was a TV show. No, it's no, it's, it's a movie. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. It's a remake of a French film. Okay, gotcha. So it's going to be the American version of it. Huh. Yes. That'd so be cool. be Down for that. Pretty interesting. Yeah, that sounds wild. I've only got smaller uh, stories. Let me see. Um, I'll just fire them off real quick. All right. Uh, Game of Thrones is shooting multiple endings for season eight. Right. <laughs> They're like trying to throw off people from like, all right, if you're going to hack our shit, then I guess we're just going to shoot multiple things. And right. No one knows what's real. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so that's what they're doing. 
to avoid like they're doing it to avoid leaks to just try to sure, stop that shit. So yeah. we're gonna see multiple people or it'd be awesome to see a behind the scenes thing eventually where it's like multiple takes of like, hey, here's the hound sitting on the throne and here here's John sitting on the throne <laughs> and hey yeah, here's right. Daenerys sitting on the throne and hey here's a dragon sitting on the throne and it's like when there's probably not going to be a throne after this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but that'll, that'll be cool. So I'm, I'm down for that. Star Wars Episode Nine is casting extras, okay. and they are including Stormtroopers. Both, yeah, for Stormtroopers, and mm-hmm. they're including both male and females. Oh, well. Okay. So that's cool. cool. Yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, also, There's the big, bullshit. They're clones. Did you have the... <laughs> did you have the... Uh, did you have the Star Wars news? Did you see that? uh i i didn't might have put it down oh okay yeah so like we well we talked about it last week and then the episode got fucked up so we'll reiterate real quick because there's been a development with it because it's been confirmed so we don't have to kick exactly. around the idea yeah, and yeah, talk yeah. about it that exactly much. so colin trevorrow the director for jurassic world mm-hmm. um he was com- he was for a while he was like the episode nine director it's like this is who it's gonna be over the past two weeks he got fired yes. and it's it like not just let go like he got fired mm-hmm. and it was like appearing to be a thing where he was trying to take a lot of control over stuff and disney was like no you're not playing by our rules and it was just kind of like it didn't seem like it was ugly but it was just this thing that it seemed like it was hard to work with on set i thought it seems like, like that like yeah. like yeah he like did jurassic world and then for it sounded like what was up was that he did jurassic world mm. and then thought he was hot shit yeah right. and like came in and they were like no it wasn't even that great yeah i, I mean i love it but it's mm. like yeah not the it's not the best but apparently yeah he wasn't willing to play by the rules so he got kicked to the curb uh we stayed in limbo for about a week for not knowing who was going to come for episode nine had some interesting thoughts on who could, you know, Matthew Vaughn, we actually mentioned last week, could yeah. be one of them to go in. Yeah, and brought that up. Just, yeah, a couple of things. Like, it'd be interesting to see what different direction they were going to go in. Right. And what do you know? They went down a path they already went down. And so episode nine is confirmed now to be writ- at least partially written, but absolutely directed by J.J. Abrams. Yes, the man, bring him back. Why not? Yeah, the man responsible for Episode 7. And Episode seven's awesome. So yeah, Episode already, seven's very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're confident in him. We already know he can do it. We know he can put out a good one. He's most of, like he's my favorite director. I love movies by him anyways. Okay. So I'm not bashing him. Like, I'm fine with this. I am. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> yeah. him. It's done. All right, well, no, we've no, got to no. find someone else again. Shit. No, I like J.J. Abrams. No, uh, yeah, no, I like him. It's just... I legitimately wanted to see someone else. Right. I wanted to see... I've already seen J.J. Stick Just like Star the original Wars. trilogy. Yeah, exactly. I There's wanted to see different, different directors. directors. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to see what this person could do. I wanted to see what this person could do. We already saw... I love Gareth Edwards. We already saw what he could do with Rogue One, and it was awesome. Apparently, he had to have someone else come in to I'm mop say, up some Depending stuff, what but, parts <laughs> are his. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was still, overall, it was good. So I was, I was excited to see Star Wars go... And they had an opportunity to like have a fuck like Ryan uh what's his name Mer- Coogler uh Black Panther guy yeah Coogler Coogler yeah mm-hmm. we we had an opportunity to have a black guy direct this like mm-hmm. why not nope didn't do it we had an opportunity to have like Patty Jenkins come in and she blew Wonder Woman away have her do Star Wars nope we're just gonna go back to this guy and it's yeah, fine right. like I get it JJ's awesome but I just I would have liked to have seen someone else so yeah, sure whatever and there's we're going to have plenty of Star Wars movies until we die. So I'll see other shit eventually. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, well, I want it now. Yeah, exactly. I want it now. Um, it also depends who plays in their uh, ball field. Yes. Because it, seem it seems be very... like they love firing directors. Yeah, they let the Han Solo guys go. So Han Solo guys change things to Gareth Edwards. Yep. 
fired Josh Trank before he. Well, I mean, I can understand that one. They're, they're fired Josh shots. Trank before he even started working on the <laughs> Boba Fett film. We get that one there. Oh, we understand that one. <laughs> Um, they're calling the shots though. Um, what else do I got? Oh yeah, John Wick Chapter Three has a release date, mm, 2019. May twenty nineteen. Mm. Uh, Patty Jenkins is for some fucking reason like three months after Wonder Woman's come out. They're like, "Hey, we signed her on for the sequel." Like, yeah, why didn't you fucking do this the day after the movie came out? Like, what are you? Was there really any discussion oh, that was going to be God. anybody else? Yeah, no, but they finally officially <laughs> signed her. And then the last uh, piece I've got is uh, Walking Dead related. Not big, but something that I like. Garabon's coming back. No, <laughs> but something that I was interested in. So Scott Gimple, the showrunner, has opened up about some of the events that are going to happen in season eight, the upcoming season. Uh, most uh, not really events, but storytelling stuff. And I guess one of the things you're going to do is approach more of a combining everyone's stories kind of thing. Like, hey, we're going to like, like, I liked what they used to do. This kind of upsets me because I like what they used to do where like The Walking Dead had these very specific episodes sometimes that like occasionally in TV, they're called like bottle episodes where you just have like, bam, you're here. We're not moving anywhere. This is it. And so I liked that. I liked getting here and getting to know this character and like seeing what they're doing in this location and seeing like the actions they're taking and the choices they're making and all this kind of stuff. And I guess like the walking dead isn't doing that anymore. A lot of people didn't like some of that stuff. And it seems like, especially now with where they're at, the locations and characters are spread out so much Mm -hmm. and they're in different areas that the walking dead is trying to streamline more of it instead of just being like, Hey, we're going to be over here. But then like, we're not coming back over here for like two weeks because then we're going to go over here and then we're going to go over here and we'll make it back eventually. But so I guess people aren't liking that. Cause like you see Rick and them, but then we jump over somewhere else and you see like Daryl and them. And so you don't get to see Rick and them for like another three right. weeks yeah, or whatever. Right, right. And I get it, but I really liked like characters. There is an episode in season three. That is one of my favorite episodes of the show. It's called clear. And it's when they're at the prison and they're doing their own stuff. And, you know, they're taking care of shit at the prison. That's just the single fucking episode where Carl, Rick, and Michonne go off on a road trip real quick. They go to make a run. And it's just an episode about them making mm-hmm. a run. And it's fucking incredible. And, like, they're not going to do that kind of shit anymore. Right. I, I hope they're just being, like, I hope they do. So maybe they're just talking shit right now. But apparently what they're doing is they're just going to be like, don't worry, we'll see a little bit of everyone in every episode. Or some bullshit. I don't know. It's It seems like it's going to make more people happy. It's the exact opposite way I want it to go, but The Walking Dead has already shit on me already, so yeah. I'm not expecting them to fulfill my wishes anymore. I don't know. I'm trying to rewatch. I hate season seven. I'm trying to rewatch it on Netflix right now because season eight starts next next month, and I'm just like, the beginning of season seven is so good because it's Negan, and I'm like, fuck yes, this is incredible. It's like one of the few good episodes in that season. <sighs> I don't know. We'll see. I like the governor episode when it was just focusing on him. Yeah. That's like a good after, one. after he got defeated and then he was like yeah. wandering he around. He just like goes off and does his own thing. Yeah. 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 They take inspiration from the book, the rise of the governor. Yeah. Right. And they like have him be like, uh, he's like, my name's like Brian, Brian. And it's like Brian Blake, like his brother or who he is in the, in the book. Yeah. That's a weird thing. They never tied up really in the, cause you read the book, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So like in the book, like in the comic, he's like, "Yeah, my real name's Philip Blake." Mm-hmm. But in the book, you find out it's actually Brian Blake, his brother, yeah, right. and he takes on his brother's name, Philip Blake. Yeah. And so, like, 
they didn't do that in the show, which I thought was completely missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. But then they hint at it with like that episode because his name is Philip, and then mm-hmm. when he goes off, he like calls himself Brian, and so it's like a they reference it, but it's not right. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a good episode then. It's a really yeah. good one. That's it for me though. I was just gonna fire uh, off those short news segments. What you got? The only other one I got is that uh, uh Mick Garris uh, is a director. He directed uh The Stand and Hocus Pocus. About 2006, 2005, yeah. he had a sit-down dinner with uh, some horror directors. Talking Guillermo del Toro, John Carpenter, Toby Hooper, I think, was there. A couple other cats. I think Joe Dante may have been there. Um, and during that dinner, they came up with an idea called The Masters of Horror. Okay. There was a TV show on Showtime called The Masters of Horror. Mm-hmm. It was two seasons long, and a horror director would come on there, and they would direct a one-hour story. So and, it was an anthology series? Yeah, it was an anthology nice. series. Okay. And it was two seasons long. It was awesome. So Mick Garris now has a new project. A new anthology would be five horror short films from five major directors called Nightmare Cinema. Hmm. And it would be a movie. It would be him. It would be uh, David Slade, who directed 30 Days of Night and Hard Candy. Okay. It'll be Joe Dante who did Gremlins and the Howling. Yeah. Uh, be uh, Alejandro Bruges who did uh, Juan of the Dead ABC's The Death Two, and be uh, Ryuhei Kitamura who did Midnight Meat Train. And it'll be kind of harking back to like a Twilight Zone or a creep show, be like an anthology movie series. Yeah. Um, who the star of the movie is because they're gonna have a character that kind of like ties all five stories oh, okay. together. Cool. Um, it's gonna take place in a theater. Um, it revolves around a mysterious ghostly figure known only as the Projectionist, who invites a small group of downtrodden individuals to view a collection of their deepest and darkest fears. The Projectionist will be played by Mickey Rourke. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. Garris said about the project, I love being able to bring together visionaries of horror cinema from all around the world with their personal perspectives about what scares you. This is a project I've been working on for some time, and I couldn't be more thrilled to partner with uh, Sinaloo and Good Deed to share with everyone. So, uh, yeah, that's a new little horror segment. I mean, they become more popular here and there with, uh, you know, the VHS series. Yeah. VHS yeah. and uh, with Trick I haven't or... watched any of those. Yeah, yeah they're good. Uh, Southbound is another one that's pretty good. Uh, of course, Trick or Treat, even though that had more of a narrative throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool to kind of see like the anthology, like a creep show or something like yeah, that, kind yeah. of coming back. That uh, thing scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Creep yeah. show? I think that's the thing with like the skeleton guy. Oh, Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yeah. That's what tells, scared the shit out of me. Yeah. yeah, I adore Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> they're supposed to be bringing that back. Uh, okay. But Mick Garris, you know, I mean, uh, since he produced and directed a couple episodes of Masters of Horror, you know, uh, it's cool to see him go back into a collaborate, collaborative phase with directors and stuff. Yeah. You know, um, if you ever get a chance or if y'all have never watched them, ever get a chance, you should check out those episodes. Um, all were good. Like every one of them. I'd good. like to. Yeah. Now, now that you mentioned, I'm going to look for yeah, it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. You can find the Blu-rays or DVDs. I think DVDs collect the full season. Blu-rays usually have like three episodes each on it. It's like two okay. seasons, but like those dinners, uh, like the first one had like five directors, but like throughout, like he was still trying to develop it. He was sitting down with all kinds of directors talking about it. They would all like sit down for it. Like, like almost like dinner for five. Yeah. Um, but like people like Quentin Tarantino, William Lustig, uh, Brian Singer, Robert Rodriguez, mm-hmm. like, uh, all these directors uh, came and sat down in some way or another. Uh, David Cronenberg, all these different people, they were all involved at one point or one, two episodes where the show just didn't pick up past two seasons. Yeah. But it's potentially that these directors will come on and do horror 
shorts also. It's just one self-contained horror episode about like, you know, different things. And, you know, uh, some of them will be based off of short stories from Edgar Allan Poe or H.P. Lovecraft and some hmm. of the original stories. And yeah, it's a, uh, you even want to check those out to kind of whet your appetite, but I'm really excited for a nice anthology horror film. Definitely. So that'd be yeah, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, is that all we got for news? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Moving right along, we have our review for Mother. Mother. <laughs> Fucker. Uh, so, <laughs> Motherfucker is all I can say about this movie. Yep. So, Mother is the newest flick to hit theaters from acclaimed writer and director darren aronofsky yeah uh what's the movies that he did uh he has done directed or whatever uh he he's done pie (laughs) no 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 he he didn't write that (laughs) oh he didn't no no that was a different writer that was the writer of the wrestler (laughs) uh, which which he directed which is my favorite darren aronofsky film mine is Noah. which also has mickey rourke and okay no no all right cool Yeah. yeah um he did Pi, he did The Wrestler, Black Swan, Black Noah. Swan. Yep, Noah. Uh, Requiem for a Dream. Requiem for a Dream, yeah. The uh, Fountain? What's that? Yeah, yeah, I think he did The Fountain, yes. Okay. Um, I thought I heard someone mention it. Yeah. I thought it was you. Okay. Yeah, Maybe not. it was. Okay. It was me. Sure. During dinner. I don't know. There you go. I had a couple beers. I was trying, I was trying to wash this <laughs> You're fucking... You're just saying Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I was trying... <laughs> I was, I'm just... I was yeah, trying to... Yeah, you did Empire Strikes Back. I was trying to watch... That's why it's the darkest one. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to watch this movie out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it is. It's, I, I finished my first beer. It's like, you want another one? And I'm like, looked at glass, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better, better get another one. It's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate because we were really looking forward to this movie. We, Not saw, really was. we saw a trailer that came out like last month, month of it and we were like, ooh, an Aronofsky movie. And, we both got excited. It came out of nowhere. The trailer dropped. It didn't Just show anything. anything. Like, fuck. Like, we were really excited for it. It seemed like it had, like, a good little cast of people in it. Um, it, I think, I think the movie starts out, are we, spoilers, not spoilers, what are we doing? All right, let me put it this way, guys. <laughs> I am not going to recommend this movie. Neither am I. I'm not going to recommend it. If you I, want I'm going to re- recommend it a specific way. Here's how I'm going to re- recommend All it. All right. Go into the theater. Mm-hmm. When this movie starts, pull out your cell phone real quick. Yeah. Fuck whether everyone else thinks. This is the only time you'll ever get a pass for me to do this. Because <laughs> usually I find cell phone use very inconsiderate yeah. of theater mm-hmm. etiquette. Pull out your cell phone anyways. Set a timer for about an hour. Maybe an hour and ten minutes. Put the phone back in your pocket and watch the movie. When your timer goes off, get up and leave. Yeah, get up and walk your and ass don't out of the watch theater. the rest of the movie. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with that <laughs> because the first half of this movie I love. I went through the first half of this movie thinking this was going to be my new favorite Darren Aronofsky movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be it, and then it goes into something completely fucking different, and we'll get to it but i mean so what are you saying like what's the spoilers or whatever no, like you're not going to recommend it i'm no. not going to recommend I'm it. i'm saying i'm saying fuck this movie that this movie with we can't talk about it without spoiling it yeah i think that's the bottom line so, there's like, not there's not enough of a central plot for us yeah. to really discuss it without ruining the rest of the it's, film you yeah, cannot turns, talk about it, it turns into this weird like art movie yeah that like is trying to like do something and it's super over the top and super heavy handed and super like in your face. And there's parts of, I'll admit, like, even though like there's parts of it that are hard for me to watch, 
but like that didn't make it like mean anything more to me. I wasn't yeah. like, oh, this is so crazy. It's making me anxious, and I can't even like. No, it was just stupid. This is and, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is not a horror movie. First of all, this is not a horror movie. Don't believe the marketing on the second trailer where they're trying to pass off as oh a big God. scary horror film. Yeah, it is not a horror movie. They're it's like this movie will mess from, you. You won't be the same after seeing. It's a Mother. psychological thriller at best. Yeah. Um. Second there, of all, this there tense things in it. There's some tense. You'll things be in on it. the edge of your seat for yeah. like some of it. Yeah, stuff. some of it. Yeah. And then it blows up. Unless and... unless you get fucking headaches before then, like I did. Now, <laughs> dude, I'm literally talking about this movie right now. My fucking head's hurting again. Um, because I had to think about <laughs> well, it. Might have been the three beers also. But... <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck. Whatever. I just need to find a fourth one. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Let's put this on pause. So I can yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Uh, uh. This movie is is. It was giving it... you headaches in the beginning too, though. No. Oh, no, okay. no. 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 Um. This movie is a film student in his freshman year of college's <laughs> final end of the year project. Yeah. That like um, can't choose a theme. To yeah. Make his movie this about. movie is so far left of the cleverness that Darren Aronofsky should be able to put out at this point in his yeah, career. He's done such good stuff. Yeah. And that he should be able to attain. He knows better. Yeah. He totally does. <laughs> Black Swan is. A way more artistic film that is way more subtle and doesn't bash you over the head with a fucking brick. Definitely. This movie turns into a sensory overload of bullshit Mm -hmm. while getting across a high school ideal of religion. (laughs) So it's going to spoil. It's like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So... Because it does this thing where it's like, it's about God and it's about God's relationship with man and it's about this but it's also about motherhood and it's also about how these how like people don't appreciate their mothers but it's also about a father in the family and how blah 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 and like creation and artistry and like but like he didn't pick a fucking lane like he didn't like i understand that things can be things can be connected in a plethora of different ways things can mean different things and life isn't just about like one thing sure like there's different things that happen there's stuff that doesn't make sense sometimes there's all this kind of craziness that's it's chaos and that's what life is i get that 100 absolutely the thing is is that this is like a story that you're telling mm-hmm. and you're not like choosing i think i've mentioned it before it's like a rule you learn as like a writer and i think i've mentioned it before on the podcast maybe i haven't but here it goes it's a thing in writing called the universal paradox and what happens is that a lot of writers, a lot of new fucking writers, <laughs> they write a story about something and they write it where it like they try to make it appeal to everyone and they try to make it really broad and really like wide and this huge story that everyone can get. And in doing that, no one understands it and no one connects with it because it doesn't have a personal connection. Sure. You, you make the you make it too big. You make it not have meaning. You make it in an effort to make it appeal to everyone and appeals to no one. Right. Whereas if you make a story that's more personal, more deep seated, more connected to a specific thing or idea, more about a meaning of a specific thing, if you do that, more people are usually more inclined to connect to it because they understand it. They get what it's about. They can connect with it because it's something specific for them to connect with. Sure. So in writing, that's called the universal paradox. All if right. you try to make something too universal, they don't connect to it. Mm-hmm. But if you make it very non-universal, a lot of people connect to it, and it's okay. a paradox. So, like that, 
I feel like that's a really good example of like what is going on with like what's wrong with this movie, especially towards the latter latter half of it, because you have so much stuff going on in it, and you're like, dude, what are you? Kristen Wiig's walking through here shooting people in the head. Yeah, what right. are you doing? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you don't. You just don't understand. You just don't understand. I don't understand it. Yeah, that's it. I just don't understand it. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just too I artistic don't get for them. you, JT. Yeah, it's too artistic for me. I don't get it. I uh, um, this is okay. When I first went to this, you're like squinting your eyes right now. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I really don't. I mean, I was, I was rubbing my head a minute ago. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, rubbing my eyes. I was like, excited for this film. I, I really was. was. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is gonna be some more artistic integrity. This is a guy that's known for putting out some pretty great stuff, and people yeah. may love this film. Every review I listened to before going into this was like, this is a movie, and none of them spoiled anything for it. Yeah, they're no, like, we can't did. talk about too deep in this. This movie, you're either gonna love or you're gonna hate. Yeah, which I, I saw the same stuff. I also saw stuff where, it was, and I get where they were gonna coming from. I guess. But I saw some stuff where it's like, it's time to talk about that scene or it's time to like the most controversial scene you'll see in a movie in years or this movie, this scene will stick with you forever, which I guess is the baby death scene. of the baby eating the baby scene yeah. like thing. Like it's and it bothered me. Yeah, like absolutely. But like I've said, it's just because I can't stand body horror. Yeah, right. Sure. So like like seeing a baby like die real quick and then seeing what's supposed to be like a baby corpse and then like people and then cutting to like people eating stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That fucked with me. I was like, Oh God, really? Like yeah, they may not be in the baby. They could just be eating a nice pork one. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what they were eating. Um, yeah. so I got, but like it was stuff like that. And like the, not, this wasn't even the marketing. It was just people talking about it afterwards. And so I literally texted you last night before we saw it. And I was like, I'm so fucking ready to get this movie done with. Cause I'm so tired of seeing bullshit online about it mm-hmm. and I'm either going to like it or I'm not. And let's mm-hmm. just fucking do it. Yeah. And I was originally looking forward to it. And by the day before the movie came out, I was already burnt out on it. Sure. I was done with seeing shit about it. I think, I think with <laughs> movies that I, we went into that were bad, we knew what they were going to be bad. Yeah. The like mo- the mummy or, or King Arthur kidnap. Or- Kidnap. Yeah, we know those are going to be. Well, like this is going to be bad. So I'm pretty, this movie is like it should be. It, there's a good movie in there somewhere. Yeah, there's a good. There's there's a consistent ideal somewhere. Yeah. This movie when the 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 <clears throat> posters came out, there's a one poster that's really really similar to Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, y'all can look it up. Put put uh Mother Rosemary's Baby comparison poster whatever into Google. It'll come up. I'll try to use. Yeah, I'll try to use that on Facebook, maybe. Yeah. For, like, when we post for the episode. Yeah, something, something like that. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I'm it. like, oh, this is going to be really similar to Rosemary's Baby. It's not. This is a movie. <laughs> the only thing that is similar to Rosemary's Baby is that it's Rosemary's similar. Baby has some slight religious overtones because yeah. of the birth of the devil's son or that whatever. there is and, a pregnancy at one point. And there's a pregnancy. <laughs> that's all. Um, this movie is a film that's steals a lot of ideas from Roman Polanski though it steals a lot of ideas from Repulsion which is a far better film it steals <laughs> ideas you can see some Kubrick in there you can see some yeah, Lynch absolutely. in there you can see some Raimi in there the Lynch is probably what fucked with me the most yeah. it's all that like weird like grimy kind of like thing where you're uh, just... see I love Lynch I know you aren't a fan yeah though. I can't stand it um, it's just uh, the movie just doesn't so in that sense it doesn't feel like it has its own identity yeah whenever a director like Art Aronofsky should be able to pop an identity uh, the, the film looks beautiful yeah it's it, gorgeous it's shot yeah. well it looks great it's acted well yeah as well as they could especially do especially in the beginning yeah 
It's yeah. so good. The beginning is pretty good. Like, it had me, like, I was I, interested. I love the beginning. It had me interested. Up it's in- up until the point where she gets pregnant. That's where it started falling apart for me. And then the ap- quote unquote apocalypse. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's that when it completely so, loses it. For yeah, I guess. I, I guess that felt it fell apart for me when she got pregnant. Because so, I was thinking, like, was after that first group of people got there? Yeah, because they have the funeral and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's so. This movie does uh-huh. such a good job of like this whole movie is taking place in this house. Yeah. And so like it's doing such a good job of like Jennifer Lawrence is this character and she's married to what's his name? Javier Bardem. There you go. Javier. 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 Like Xavier, Javier Bardem, B-A-R-D-E-M. Okay. <laughs> Javier Bardem. So she's married to him mm-hmm. and she's like, it's so fucking good. I love the begin. I love the first half of this movie where she's being so supportive mm-hmm. of him and of everyone. She's being so supportive. Like she's the mother. She's the caretaker. She's sure. taking care of everything. She's mm-hmm. fixing this house. She's making it up. She's not only fixing a house. She's making it a home. Like that's what for more or less for the gender roles that exist in our society and blah, blah, blah. That's how mothers are usually seen. Sure. Mothers and wives. They are caretakers. That's, the role that a lot of the earth has like established for what what's going on, whether you agree with it or not, that's ten usually tends to what what happens, and that's how they're, that's how they portray it in this movie. And it was this huge underappreciated like backhanded bullshit that she was receiving the whole time mm-hmm. that I absolutely loved. I thought this movie was about motherhood for the sure. first half of it, mm-hmm. and I fucking loved it. She's going through it. She's her husband is a writer and he's struggling to create. He's struggling to write. He's a poet. Yeah, he's a poet. Yeah. And uh-huh. she's trying to, you know, push him on and be like, baby, you can do this and being so nice. And he makes the weirdest backhanded suggestions of like, she'll be like, I believe in you or something. And he's like, I've got to go. And you're like, what? It's like your wife is sitting here telling you that she loves you and that she believes in you. And you're like changing the subject and leaving the room. Like you're a fuckhead. Mm -hmm. Like this is really fucking, and she's just dealing with it. And a lot of the stress in the, at least the beginning part of that movie comes from the fact that you're watching this woman just getting trampled over who's sacrificing. Like there's a very on the nose line that Michelle Pfeiffer says in the movie where she's like, you give and you give and you give. And like, that's how it feels with mothers. It's like, you give so much and people take so much and you're like never appreciated. Sure. And that's what they get at with the first half of this movie is she's giving so much. She's bending over backwards. Strangers are coming into her home and like doing whatever the fuck they want. And she's like dealing with it and like trying to get people to listen to her repeatedly telling people not to do things with, which is an exact, like, which is like an exact, like symbolic, whatever thing for like, kids not listening to their parents sure. there's a part where these kids these not kids but they're actually like kids yeah but they're like jumping on a sink at one point and she's already told like four different people at some at some point in time hey that sink hasn't been braced yet like it's not like don't lean on it or anything like i'm fixing up this house it's not fixed like don't mm-hmm. lean on it and so like they're jumping on it and it breaks at one point and then like water spews out of the pipe and she's like what the fuck is everyone like people come in like someone gets killed at the house and there's just so much crazy shit and it's so weird mm-hmm. and her husband is just like well, that's fine yeah whatever he's like no we i'm an artist and we have to love we have to bring love into our lives and we have to like do all this for them and be loving and show them what we blah, 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 blah. And she's like, what the f like, no, get these people out of here. Like they're fucking up. And 
she's she has to be the one telling everyone to do something and everyone is like well, she's acting more like an adult even though she's younger than him exactly she's like 20 years he's like 20 20 years yeah. her senior and he's like and it's this weird thing of like the mother and the father because everyone that's coming into the house is like kids mm-hmm. even though they're not like it's ed harris and michelle pfeiffer yeah, who are older and like than yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and they come in and they're acting like children at one point and they're loving the the javier bardem's character because, like, he's the father. And mm-hmm. that's what happens in families a lot is, like, the father gets to play, gets to have fun, gets to do whatever. And the mother has to be the bitch that tells yeah. everyone to, like, brush their teeth and go to bed yeah. and, like, all this kind of he's, stuff. He's uh, casted as, by the way, his character's name is Him. Is he? With a capital H. I didn't realize so that. So see if you can guess who that is. Yeah, exactly. And her <laughs> character is named Mother. Oh, okay. <laughs> nobody oh actually God. has names in this film yeah, if, you look, at, say, if you look at the remember, cast like on yeah. the credits it's like him uh, mother mother him uh, beggar something else oh, okay. prophet yeah. like. I mean that's what the movie starts getting towards too is like you start off with this cre- like I thought it was just going to be an experience kind of movie where I'm watching it I didn't know what was really going on but things are weird and there's tension and I understand the struggle that the main character is going through like I loved all of that and then it blows up into this other thing that yep god damn it i uh well, my my idea like i was talking, yeah, go for talking it. about before, was, before uh, we move on to like the what, what actually is is that you had that idea about like it being you know mother and father in the first half yeah until a specific scene whenever i rolled over whenever i you know turned to you and asked i'm like is this what it is but before that what i thought it was me and uh our buddy chris that came with us Oh, were you uh, asking me what it was? Because I thought you were telling me what no, it was. No, I was telling you. I was I'm like, like <laughs> I bet you this like, yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, but uh, before that, though, I was like, okay, so I think, and he thought as well, or something along the lines of it, is that uh, it was Darren Aronofsky kind of like talking about like the pressure and like what it is to be like an artist and a person yeah. that starts gaining fame and how like no matter what you do, it really doesn't fucking matter. Like you are nearly as important as you think you are. Yeah. But like, Here's like the Hagrid Bardem character is like this poet that can't has writer's block at the beginning and then he comes up with this thing and then he starts getting recognition. So it's like a director starting up or artist starting up. Mm-hmm. And then like Jeffrey Lawrence's character is the kind of one that kind of sees like all the bullshit behind it where it's kind of like, well, none of this fucking matters. Like this has nothing to do with reality. Like what are you doing or whatever? Yeah. And also I thought it was also a parallel of um, Jeffrey Lawrence and Darren Aronofsky or dating recently and he's about 20 years her senior as well yeah. so i thought it was also him kind of writing like the relationship and yeah. like kind of seeing because they have comments from like ed harris and michelle pfeiffer when they show up about them like oh it's like you're much older than her or you're much younger than him or whatever yeah so i thought it was kind of like him putting out his like own like insecurities about the relationship or whatever or kind of like it was, I thought it was going to be a little bit more personal than what it was. And not saying that what it was wasn't personal to him. It yeah. just because it gets very religious, and I'm not sure if his religious viewpoints. Because he did Noah, and Noah's you know it's a classic biblical story. But he did a more gritty version, more like no, yeah, absolutely, Bible, which I like, fucking love. Yeah, yeah. But... so I'm curious as to like what his <laughs> personal religious views are because he wrote and directed this movie, mm-hmm. and I like a lot, even though it's very on the nose, I like a lot of the religious like imagery in here i like a lot of the religious symbolism like you leaned over at one point where like one of the brothers was chasing the other one like bashes him in the head 
And you were like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Cain and Abel. And I'm like, it was like, yeah, yeah, like, I didn't you say that at mm-hmm. one point? Yeah, you said, yeah. I said, I, this is going to be Cain and Abel and the fall of man. Yeah, the fall of man. And Which I wasn't thinking before that even, that it, that Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer are supposed to be Adam and Eve. Yeah, yeah. And it's, in, yeah. like, I like, I like what they're going for with, like, that kind of stuff where they, it's religious. It was, and, it, it was but I, I appreciated it because of the different take they were taking on it. Because when you're thinking about religion, specifically the one they're talking about, which is Christianity and or Judaism. Um, when you're, well, I guess Christianity, because ma- the baby is supposed to represent Jesus yeah. at the end or something. Yeah. So uh-huh. Christianity specifically, when you're talking about all this stuff, you think about the beginnings of the religion. You think about like Adam and Eve, you think about Cain and Abel, you think about some of the other people in the old Testament, you think about Jesus and the disciples. Sure. You think about the church that follows them. You think about, you know, the big one, God, him, the the father of creation. You think about all this throughout all that stuff. Like it doesn't really ever get brought up too often. The idea of mother of there being like, hey, when some people say pray and they're talking to God up in heaven, they say heavenly father. Mm-hmm. There's not really too much that ever comes up about the mother part. And so I like that this is like not only is it about motherhood, which I love, it's about a mother being like with like a mother, like godly being that's there with God and that all of creation, like God has to create, like he creates humanity and everything. And he's like, yes, yeah, is good, but I'm not creating anymore. Like what the hell am I doing now? And mm-hmm. so like, he's trying to read that poem. And then he's like, then he gets her pregnant and she has Jesus or whatever. And so it's like, Hey, I created again. This is awesome. I'm going to share it with the world. And, oh no, they took it apart and they just did whatever they wanted to do. What are they doing? And like, so you see the struggle from the mother's point of view, which is something that doesn't really exist in the religion. You don't really see like God having a mother or something. like, maybe it could be mother Mary, but that, I don't think that's who they're getting at. I it think like more like mother earth. Yeah, if it was like a su- more of a supernatural. But I feel kind of like thing I feel like the house was Earth. That's why I was like, is yeah, the, the, I, the house is like Eden, I guess, probably or something. Yeah, um, I thought she's like Mother Earth, but I thought like the house is Earth, and she was the human form of her extension of it. I don't know. Yeah, something. I don't. That's the thing is like it tries to get too like it tries to pack in too much. It tries to do. I don't even really care about learning about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck enough about, like, afterwards, like, I wonder what he meant. Yeah, no. Like, it's like, like I, I don't I'm, give... I don't I'm, curi- I'm curious to what other people will think about it. Well, I'm curious, yeah, what other people think about it. I just don't care yeah. about, like, finding out any more about it. <laughs> you know? I'm, 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 I'm curious because it's, like, it's such an, an, it's such an intense story. And not even just from the part where the apocalypse happens. Like, it's intense in the beginning. Like, with the weird shit going down. Mm-hmm. It's already, like, out of the gate, like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, it's already really weird. And that's what I loved about it. And then, so, like, after all of this, like, you have Javier Bardem's character. Uh, he, like, cre- finally creates a poem. Mm-hmm. And I, like, there's another part where he's, like, I created the poem. And she's, like, she reads it. And I loved how it expressed how she was reading it. Because you didn't hear any of it. All you did was you saw her pick up the paper and look down at it. And then it cuts away and it shows mm-hmm. them like standing outside of the house and like the house, like the sun shining and like all this kind of stuff. And it was like beautiful for a second. And when you look back at her, she's like fucking crying. And so you can tell she read it and affected her. Like I liked that it didn't like we didn't have to hear the it didn't have to be some cheesy, shitty poem that couldn't possibly live up to the expectations we had. Instead, we knew there was a poem and it was good. That's sure. all we needed to know. Yeah. 
But then after that, she's like, this is amazing. And like they kiss or whatever. And then a fo- she, he gets a phone call and it's his publicist, his agent. And he's like, and she, and he's like, yeah, God has an agent. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. But, uh, but it's a fucking prophet, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> he, uh, he's already sent the poem to her and, uh, or his agent. And she, and so he like, he comes back to his wife to mother and he's like, yeah, they love it. She was like, who was that? And he's like, oh, they loved it. It was my agent. And she's like, oh, wait a minute. How did she read it already? And he's like, oh, cause I, I, I sent it to her. And she's like, you could see it in her face. She's like, oh, like she gives herself mind, body and soul to this relationship, to this person, to mm-hmm. this being. And like at the final moment where she was able to help him and where he was able to overcome his difficulties and when he was able to create again and do something he doesn't even initially share it with her first Mm -hmm. like she gets to see it and she's like completely touched by it and like Mm -hmm. crying and like this is amazing and she's like enjoying that because she thought it was a beautiful genuine moment between both of them and then he's like oh yeah you're not the first to read it i already sent it out yeah she's like are you fucking kidding me? Like there's multiple moments throughout the movie like that, where she is giving everything and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, right, <laughs> sure. I, I love that. But mm-hmm. then it gets ridiculous. Like she get they have set. That's the part where I'm like, yeah, you can leave now. Yeah, you can, you can walk out that, of the theater. Yeah. yeah. Cause then they have sex. They like the, he, she gets pregnant and like all this stuff. And that's where the movie falls apart. That's where it like, for me, that's, yeah, that's where fully fall through. That's whenever the movie becomes like he tries to put on a lot of imagery and uh, ideas and stuff, and just yeah. becomes sensory overload. It does. It becomes like headache inducing. I got becomes, very claustrophobic at one point too. Yeah, she's like running through the house, and like people are coming, coming in. at her. They want to share the poem with him yeah. and stuff, and it becomes claustrophobic. It becomes loud. Yeah, it becomes lights and explosions and fucking gunfire yeah, the thing is is that like everyone that's coming to the house for some reason is like his fans yeah like people are coming it's that whole like human beings want to share their relationship with god mm-hmm. so like all the human beings the fans all the human beings are coming to visit god right and they're being like hey even one of them is like i read this poem this creation that you had it felt like it was about me mm-hmm. and he was like it is and like I love, like I love those tiny moments where you're seeing like the god symbolism in it, like developing with like human beings and stuff. Like it was good. It just got crazy because there's like one point where she's like, "I'm gonna go prepare for the apocalypse." Like what the fuck was that line? She's like, "I'm gonna go prepare for the apocalypse," and I'm like, "What? What? Like it came yeah. out of nowhere." And I was like, yeah. "What the fuck are you?" Is like Jennifer Lawrence. Said. I'm like, "What the fuck are you yeah, talking right. about?" And like. I already know where this movie's going, but what are you talking about? Yeah, right. If, if, if a movie, like, okay, here's the, a big problem I know also. I don't want to go to a movie and be reminded in a big way of why I just hate everyone. <laughs> I know uh, you were mentioning that, and I didn't get that from really? this movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, if you go to a movie and you see, like, the darker side of humanity in some way, or, yeah. like, a character or a group of people do something really fucked up. Yeah. And just like, okay, that's how the world works. I get mm-hmm. it. Like, okay, cool. You know, that's yeah. life. Whenever it's every fucking character that's not your two main characters. Oh, okay. Are complete shit bags and annoying. Yeah. Like, all the people that come to their house are completely disrespectful and shitty and fucked up. Yeah. And fucking completely selfish and pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, humanity in general. <laughs> I don't want to get fucking reminded of that. Yeah. Instead, I'm sitting in the theater fucking annoyed and yeah. hating the time I'm having. 
It's all like, oh, well, this is You helping. paid for this form of escapism, and you're just remembering. And I'm like, oh, I can just go and get in Gainesville fucking traffic. <laughs> After a fucking Florida Gator game. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, they're acting just as shitty out there. I can go to the fucking stadium, Ben Hill Stadium, where the Gator game is going right now, and get fucking infuriated. Instead, I'm in a damn theater watching this shit, people being fucking shitty. Yeah. And I get it that it's probably supposed to make you feel that way. Yeah, yeah. That's but I don't for. feel like feeling that way. Yeah. So not only am I going to deal with this shit, but I'm also going to deal with loud fucking noises and bangs yeah, and yeah. explosions. Because it gets... Yeah, and my like, head is throbbing. I'm yeah. just like... Fuck, like <laughs> yeah, they're just like throwing stuff at us. Like I was, I was legitimately about to get up and walk out of the movie at one point. Yeah. I was like you were fucking kidding me. Yeah, and some of it was that sensory overload where I was like, shit, like stop for a second, Jesus yeah. Christ. And I get the the way they're trying to make you feel because they're like putting you in her shoes, and that's mm-hmm. very much how she is. She's she's pregnant at one point, like later on in the movie, and she's walking around, and people are coming back to visit him. They're coming back to see his poem. They're coming back to celebrate him. They're coming back to to hear that they love him and that he loves them and all this kind of stuff. And it just goes fucking crazy. Like, people come in. It comes out of nowhere, too. Like, because people are coming in and we get it. It's like, yeah, it's weird and they're coming in and they won't stop and blah, blah, blah. But you see, like, a homeless person at one point. You see these other people come in and, like, like a gun goes off at one point. Like, someone gets shot, police show up, lights get turned off. The SWAT team show yeah, a SWAT up. SWAT team comes in, like, a bomb goes off or then something. Soldiers come Soldier. in. This Here's is the, all, like, happening. Faces are getting blown it's, off. It's escalating within, like, five minutes. Yeah. And all you did was start off as, like, her and him trying to have dinner. And then, like, these people start showing up, and they just come in. And there's only one good part in that all that mess is What's whenever that? Chris and Wig is executing those people. <laughs> and it's, like, it's inspiration for him writing. Yeah. It's like she she, she starts com- she's shooting these people down a line, yeah, and she turns like it's inspiration for his cre- uh, for him writing, or, yeah, yeah, it's inspiration for him, like, you know. Yeah, all this crazy shit is going on. It's like and- okay, huh? it's all knows, but it's like the only cool little part that I was like, all right, yeah, I'm like yeah. I, I was all right with that. I was like, whatever. Uh, I, I didn't really. It was there was just so much going on, and it, like it wasn't making sense. I didn't get it. There was like concentration camps at certain certain a certain point. I mean, I mean, I get it. I get what they're going for. It's like, you get it? This is humanity. This is what humanity yeah, has done. a clubbing scene. Our, yeah, this is our whole history. Yeah. Like, the music's going crazy, and people are being stupid. They're treating each other like shit. And then finally, finally, she's able to escape it. She gets with him, and they go up. Like, she's about to have her fucking baby. And God's like him. He's like, all right, let's get you the fuck out of here. And so they leave, and they go upstairs, and they go to his room, and that's when I liked the movie again for a second. Like we've already talked about Everything this. You, you didn't like that scene. I, 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 at that I, point, I, I was already unplugged. Yeah, at that point. I was I was unplugged. But then that scene slowed down, and I was like, oh, oh, and I like sat up in my seat for a minute, and I was like, oh shit, this is a good scene. Like they snuck another good scene in real it quick. Extended too long though. I fucking loved it. I love because it was just showing him like. So she gives birth to the kid. Um, she has the baby. He's helping, and then like what you realize is that he's trying to. He wants to share this creation, just like his poem. Mm-hmm. He wants to share this creation with humanity. Mm-hmm. He wants the love. Mm-hmm. It's a very dark take on God. It's a yeah. very selfish take on God, where it's like God created humanity and everything because he wants to be loved. Which, I, I mean, mean those, those are kind of my beliefs. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like literally in the Bible, too. Yeah, it's right. like God is like alone and he wants to be loved and he doesn't want – like that's why he creates, quote unquote, in Christianity, that's why he creates – Eve for Adam because Adam is a reflection of him and Adam is alone as well and God's like 
man doesn't deserve to be alone. I was I would deserve not to be alone by creating man. Man doesn't deserve to be alone, so I'm creating Eve. Sure. And so like that's the whole like kind of point or like one of the points of that kind of whole story. But so it's realistic, but at the same time it's super dark and super and I like it. I'm like, yeah, that's an interesting take on it. I'm sure. okay with that. Mm-hmm. But like they have the baby and God's like him is like, give me like let me hold my son. And she's like, no. And he's like, <laughs> I almost leaned over. I was like, eh, eh, when like, he's like, I'm his father. And she's like, I'm his mother. I was like, ah, they <laughs> said, said the it. name. They said the title. They said it. Uh, yeah. But no. It's, she um, said it with the exclamation yeah, mark Yeah, she said too. it with the exclamation yeah, mark. That's why. <laughs> so it, I th- maybe that's why it's purposely, it just dawned on me. Maybe that's why it's purposely lowercase. It's because this yeah. movie is showing him mm-hmm. as being the important one. Yeah. And so it's uppercase. Yep. And she, look at that. I'm figuring out great. As, as we're going. Well, wow, he really is a genius. <laughs> Aronofsky's so great. It's like none of this makes me like the movie. Yeah. Anymore. I'm, I'm just like, like figuring this like, stuff. Oh. I'm like, nah, it's whatever. Yeah, it's, right. But she, he eventually, like, she's tired. Uh, like, a, at least a day goes by, and she's holding the baby, and she, like, falls asleep. And she, like, snaps open and wakes up real quick, and he's already got the baby. And he's mm. stepping out. Mm. And this is the controversial scene, the weird moment. Like, it, describe what's going on. Tell, tell me. I've been, even though I hate this movie as much as you, I think I've been talking more about it. So tell, uh, describe uh, the scene real quick. So they have the baby. <laughs> she falls asleep. Or, uh, she's woken up because him picks the baby up from her yeah and he runs out the front because the people haven't left they've been yeah. sending gifts they're inside. still out there they're like sending yeah. stuff it's like yeah. oh she's having the baby here give her yeah. some grapes and he's or like hey here's my baby i got yeah. my fucking baby yeah and he Everyone... walks on the staircase and they kind of just take it from him yeah. so she's like running yeah she's like after the baby she's like give me my child and they're back. basically crowd surfing the baby <laughs> <laughs> they're crowd surfing. Like crowd surfing he's like crying i think at one point he pees or yeah like, there's piss there's going like all over the place yeah and all of a sudden you see his head shoot back while He's like crack. You hear a fucking snap. Nap, yeah. yeah, snaps his fucking neck, and it gets a and little she's like, quiet. Oh! And she like screams. Yeah, and then she like finally gets to the front of the crowd wherever yeah. the baby landed. Or it didn't land where its head broke. It kept, they kept on moving it. They kept yeah. on crowd surfing yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God is dead. Yeah, <laughs> and they put it. Then she gets to the table that's on, and. I it's all chopped up the baby. Yeah, it's just it just it looks like it looks like a pork loin on yeah. the fucking table. There's but, like there's yeah. like a uh, um, like a cult leader kind of there. Yeah. Like someone for organized religion. Yeah, like he's a priest of some it, sort because yeah. he's the same priest from earlier that yeah. was, or, or inter- re- reporter. I don't know. Uh-huh. He was something earlier. Yeah. He was baptizing people with ink earlier. Because yeah. he he's a writer. So, yeah. 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 So he, the, this one priest was putting like his thumb in ink and like blessing people on their forehead. Yeah. With uh, the ink, yeah, uh-huh. symbol, symbolic. Yeah, um, but you get to the part you don't see the baby's body anymore yeah, for a second. Yeah, and then when she finally does, it's get all—it's just like a chopped up red. Yeah, it's like a chopped husk. up thing, and she sees it. And yeah, she freaks out. And then like it's like, oh well, it's like the only because there's a line that said that was said earlier where it's like, whenever uh, people die, him uh, him said it to yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, I think. <laughs> him oh, said it, Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> him said um, it. And uh, so hey, everybody, to Michelle Pfeiffer earlier, like. Whenever her son Cain, it's basically Cain dies, yeah, or Abel, sorry, sorry, yeah. Abel dies. Yeah, um, he's like, oh well, you know, people don't actually die; they go and live on through like tears and emotions, yeah, and, yeah. Know, silence or whatever. So you know, embrace it. So she turns around; they're just eating the pieces of the baby. Yeah, they're like and, eating. And it's like and the guy's like, "Well, can't you hear? I mean, they're living on with him, yeah, the, him inside of them or they're whatever, consuming it, consuming, yeah, the religion <laughs> and." uh 
she freaks out and then she gets the fucking shit beat out of her. Yeah, she like I think she either goes to leave or she tries to like she doesn't get, get the fuck out. Stop. She's yeah, like fucking I mean, get out. Yeah, she's like, a, she's she loses officially it. losing her shit. Like it's oh, already, she, it's already been she lost, scratches Javier Bardem. Yeah, that she does. That's, that's she strikes. She, she strikes she him. Yeah, yeah and they're all go fucking yeah. nuts and start beating her because up because he comes up and he's trying to like comfort her and yeah. she like pushes him away and like mm-hmm. scratches his face and it's got yeah. like a blood mark on yeah. it. And so people flip out. They're like ripping her clothes yeah. off and beating the shit out of her, which is yeah. unfortunate because that happened back in biblical days. Yeah, like absolutely. women would fuck up and they'd be like, yeah. "Oh, we're gonna stone, stone her." Yeah. yeah, why not? Or children. <laughs> Or whatever else. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And so she gets away after getting her shit split open. Like, she gets beat yeah, up pretty bad. Beat, yeah. She finds the lighter that for, from earlier yeah. in the film that she kind of threw away. She finds a lighter, Zippo lighter. She runs downstairs to the big oil. Like, big, uh... There's, like, a thing, thing in the basement oil. that she found yeah. earlier. So she unplugs his oil away and she lights the fucking house on fire and blows everything up. Yeah. And him finds her, and he's perfectly fine. Yeah. So if you haven't figured out what the fucking movie is about now, it's like, <laughs> and she's all like charred up, and you're like, well, why aren't you yeah. hurt at all? And he's like, because I'm more. Yeah. And basically, this is a sequel to Bruce Almighty. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jim Carrey's nowhere to be found. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he's a normal, insane person, apparently, with all these stories coming out now, where he may have murdered his ex girlfriend or whatever the oh, fuck. Oh, God. But, anyways. Um, that's way more interesting. I had to talk about this bullshit still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so she's all charred and stuff. And he's like talking to her. And she's like, oh, it's like, all I want is your love. Like, she's like, I gave you everything. It's like, well, there's still one more thing. And she's like, just fucking take it. At this yeah. point, just take it. And so he like caves in her chest and pulls out her heart. Yeah. And then like he smashes then, like, it. And turns it into a, into a yeah, crystal. And he puts this crystal on this little pedestal. Which there was one from earlier. That's yeah, how the movie opens up. Yeah. The movie opens up with a woman's with face a woman burning, on fire. Yes. And then immediately after that, you see a kind of fucked up house getting fixed. Yeah. And like, it's like paints coming, like new coats of paint are coming back on. Like no one's fixing it. It's just like. A, magically. A new, yeah. It's like magically. New. It's like there's this visual thing happening where like this, the house is becoming a new. And then you see this like diamond thing, yeah. like in a thing. That's the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then, and then she wakes out of bed. And she wakes up. And she's yeah. like, oh, honey. Yeah. And goes and looks for Harry Bardem. And then the, the movie starts, you yeah. know, from there on out. Then Ed Harris shows up the house. And yeah. a little bit later, his wife shows up the house. is played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep. Then then her two sons, their sons show up. Which is supposed to be, so they're supposed to be Adam, Adam and Eve. Eve then Cain and Abel show yeah. up. Abel dies pretty quickly. And that's when the people start coming to the house and then all the shit that we've said. Yeah. And then, so at this end. So when she's lit on fire at the end. Yeah. Hey, Bardem, it's like the same shot yeah. of her face. Of her face. But yeah, you can tell, you know, at the beginning it was a you different could, woman. Yeah. And so Hey, Bardem pulls the heart out of her chest, smashes it. There's the crystal that he puts on so a pedestal at the beginning. It's supposed to be the forbidden fruit. Yeah. It's supposed to be a forbidden fruit. He yeah. puts it on a pedestal. The house fixes itself in the same way and it shows the uh, bed. The same bed that yep. Jennifer Everything Lawrence woke up. Everything getting fixed again. The paint yeah, coming back up. on. Yeah. And yeah, the bed that Jennifer yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence woke up, up in. And a woman sits up in it and turns around and she and says, honey. Different and woman. it's a different woman. <laughs> and so it's just end. wash, <laughs> wash, rinse, repeat. <laughs> yeah. That's it's what life is. My, here's, here's my problem of it. Okay. Is, is that um, it has a message, but it's not a well enough okay religion is walking on eggshells usually yeah when you talk to somebody that really believe, has a belief system mm-hmm. 
or somebody that really doesn't have a belief system. Yeah. This movie Which is basically me and you. Yeah. This movie really isn't enough to change anybody's mind. No. And it isn't artistic enough yeah. to really or have a strong enough argument. I think what it is artistic enough to do is cement or not really even submit to final exams on freshman year of college. <laughs> I think what it is is it's enough. Here's to, my first movie <laughs> to strongly reinforce the beliefs that you already have. I think yeah. it's enough to kind of do that. Yeah, I mean the movie's like God sucks. I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> correct. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, you know, a general idea of God is that he's arrogant and you know and and, and, and selfish and yeah. has a really his his main human emotion that God has is very petty. Mm-hmm. Human emotion, have jealousy. Yeah, you know, which is such a petty thing to yeah. have. Like, I get it. Okay, now why are you? Why are you telling me? <laughs> yeah, like, what is, I, I, you made a whole movie about this. What's going? Like, on? I understand that's the idea. <laughs> like, I get it. Yeah. It's like, how are you going to change like a Christian in the, you know, in the theater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hoping that they understand what the fuck is going on, which like, I'm sure they would. Yeah, this a stuff lot. Is pretty see, on the nose. Yeah, it's very on the nose. But you never know. I mean, yeah. we, we don't live in the smartest society. Yeah. <laughs> but um so uh uh it's just not it's not strong enough argument to really change anybody's mind and so there's no point and there's no like it's who is this movie made for yeah i don't get it it's made yeah. for him yeah it's made for <laughs> not, himself not for, him, him, for yeah for yeah yeah if, if, yeah if he wrote like it's like a journal entry that just went off the rails yeah it's like, like what is he doing today? Susie Q broke up with me. And I don't think there's a god because of it. So <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna write a like, yeah. write this So I'm gonna poem. write a movie about a couple. This is a shitty high been... school poem. It is so fucking. <laughs> that weird. just went off the rails and was like, oh, I really like your, uh, I really like this poem you wrote to your Cure albums, Aronofsky. Here's five million dollars to make a movie it's out so, of it. It's it's just so weird because we come back to the thing of. This movie sucks, but there is a good movie in it somewhere. There's some there's some good imagery in it. Yeah. It's shot it's shot well. It's it shot is. very well. One of my things uh I, I love um uh that I was really impressed by, even though they annoyed me, was the choreography of getting all the extras to do the different oh, things. Yeah, when they got it. There's a lot of shit happening. Yeah, when she goes to the that house second and just half. The numerous things. Yeah, yeah, there's a shitload the happening. Yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. impressive where it's just like going from it at times looks just like one continuous shot. So you go from here to here and this shit's happening and then this shit's going on yeah. and then going here. It's like a big dance, you know, yeah, just it like is. a yeah, big yeah. choreographed dance. Yeah. Like all this shit is just happening. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. That I like, you know, I, I like, I like how it's shot. I like the first time I like, um, my buddy Chris, who I mentioned earlier, we were talking last night before we saw the film, what he hoped would happen. And he had a good idea. And if it was this, I would really loved it. What we originally thought going into it, if it would have just become a horror movie or a psychological thriller yeah. horror film. And like, uh, Hebrew Bardem is this guy who had a wife before and Jeffrey Lawrence doesn't know about her. And he's kind of like this cult type leader. And these people kind of come from far to worship him. Yeah. And by the end, he has to sacrifice her for this cult for something. That's honestly where I thought like, yeah, the trailers, I thought something was going on. And at first the film feels like it may try to do that. Yeah. You know, um, it's very ominous. Like mm-hmm. weird things are happening. They don't. They and you still don't explain it. And I don't yeah. care what some of the symbolic things that happened earlier <laughs> are. Oh, I get. Oh fuck! I just got one. What? Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's why it's funny because we're both <sighs> noticing stuff about the movie. God damn it! As we're talking. Well, at one point, Ed Harris has a slit in him, and I'm like, why the fuck is he cut open? There's one where him, him, 
Uh, oh yeah, where he's helping. Yeah, Ed Harris yeah. and, him, and God are drinking. And the... He's throwing up. He has a slit him. He pulled the fucking rib out of him. Make goddamn Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, because shit. he's like yeah, he never mentioned it. that yep. he had a wife, did he? No. Yep. And then the next day he has a wife. Yeah. God fucking <laughs> damn it! Fuck this movie. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm like, I don't understand why he had that slice in him, and yep. they never explained it. I'm like, oh, rib, he pulled the rib, the rib from out. him to fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, it, I don't know, man. This is... I, I just noticed earlier when I was thinking about it with the whole Cain and Abel thing mm-hmm. that, like, uh, the one who lives, I think, I think it's Domino... Cain. Yeah, Cain lives. Yeah. And Domino Gleeson he, plays uh, him. He leaves. Yeah. Like, he runs. He leaves. Yeah. He goes away. And that's what happens in the Bible, yeah. too. Is but he comes he... back. Well, yeah, he leaves, mm-hmm. but he comes back. But, but then he leaves again. again. Yeah, because yeah. he's, like, banished. Mm-hmm. And, like, God's like, fucking get out of here, man. Yeah. Like, get out. Mm-hmm. Go away from this shit. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, like he leaves. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a part I noticed earlier too because yeah. he like went to the wilderness and that's supposed to be like. A yeah, he becomes Bible. marked. I think it says in the Bible, right? He becomes. I believe uh, so. He's yeah, marked and he goes off and he, find, he actually finds like other people too. So yeah, which is always my bigger problem with like where do they come from and also <laughs> you know, yeah. But there's like always that like folklore and some lore. It's like he turned vampiric in a way or something like that. Never or heard become that like one. a creature. Like you can mark it some way or some huh. shit like that. Um, but I think that was like that's like the tells where it's time about like lilith and shit like that mm-hmm. like starts getting weirder and stuff but whatever yeah. um yeah uh this movie is is <sighs> there's a good movie he's he's a better writer he's a better creative mind than to put something like this out and yeah. it's nothing like I, I would hate to see this movie get a bad review and somebody's like you just don't understand it's like i don't see how anybody can't understand there's reviewers who watch like i can't like i'm sure that this is going to be a movie that's run for years and we're just going to understand more and more about it. i'm like if you can't understand a majority of it yeah. within like i mean the first viewing that yeah. something is fucking wrong but we're like, like and and they're and their defense though and whoever's defense that we're talking about there mm-hmm. we're still like discovering things as we're talking oh about yeah now. yeah a little thing so there's but, still like more uh, p- layers to peel back but it's nothing that's gonna like be life-changing oh no yeah thing, you yeah. know what i'm saying it's like you know, are we really gonna care like 25 years to go back to mother and like wow look at the cultural relevance this yeah hell. this 69 rated movie <laughs> yeah which i thought it was gonna be a lot higher from what mm. i kept on seeing from the critics there's Good. i really i want to like this movie there's a lot of stuff in this movie that i usually appreciate in movies yeah. the religious imagery the symbolism the metaphors they go for the i i really like a lot of what this movie's doing mm-hmm. i just don't like how especially that last half is like really portrayed it's it's because it feels it's because it feel like it feels like it shifts gears too quickly i guess i guess i finally understand why a lot of people don't like tin cloverfield lane because I love Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, but Ten Cloverfield Lane didn't shift gears like this. That was, that was my only that, problem with Ten Cloverfield that's, Lane. That's that the that thing is part. that a lot of people say it does. Because spoiler alerts for Ten Cloverfield Lane, the whole movie takes place in a cellar and like a survival list like bunker where it's like, oh, something happened. Three people. Yeah, three people. It's like, oh, like there were like uh there was like a nuclear explosion or oh mm-hmm. something's going on. We can't go outside. We gotta stay down here. We got canned food. We're good to go. Russia attacked, like something. We don't know, but we can't go outside. 
And then when they finally do get outside, when the girl gets outside, they find out it's fucking aliens, mm-hmm. which I love. I love that whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And a lo- but a lot of people's complaints were it's like, where the fuck? What, what are you doing? Where did this come from? And that's how I feel because I don't feel that way with that movie. But that's how I feel with this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, honestly, this movie has, actually has more of a reason to go do that mm-hmm. because it's telling a religious metaphor movie visually for us to watch on screen. Right. True. Like none of that is supposed to really be implied that it's all actually happening. This whole movie is a fucking metaphor. That's what it is. So like, we're not really supposed to believe that this is all this is like happening. a strong enough plot line or anything like that. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's an art piece. It's a, it's a, it's a ideal piece. Yeah. Like it's a, it's an idea piece. You yeah. Know? But the thing is that it's so established in the first half of the movie that this is a specific kind of movie yeah. that it just shifts so quickly with sure. the, with the apocalypse It shifts so quickly that that's what throws me off with it, mm-hmm. with everything that goes down with the fucking, uh, executions and with the SWAT team coming in with a war breaking out with explosions yeah. going on yeah. with, uh, the crowd treating a newborn, ba- a literally seconds ago born baby, like with no dis with complete disregard and crowd surfing it with a peeing everywhere with people eating a baby. I was, like, I was just, I was just thinking Pearl Jam that whole time. <laughs> it's like, even flow. The baby's just, <laughs> the baby's just getting crowd surfed. <laughs> Like baby's first crowd surf. <laughs> Jeremy's <body. laughs> It's it's just it's so I don't know. What was he fucking thinking? It's I want to He was like, thinking a lot apparently. I fucking a lot apparently. But sometimes just things that you think and feelings you have sometimes aren't the best to put into movie form. Sometimes it's better just to do an essay. So. Yeah. Sometimes it's yeah. best to just do a Facebook post. Yeah. <laughs> Darren Arnoski, she wants a Facebook. And sometimes like, it's best I, to do a MySpace bulletin. I got cut off in traffic. <laughs> Fuck humanity. God isn't real. No, it's still right. Like a multi-billion or multi-million dollar movie. Yeah. I wonder how much this movie cost to make. Mm, Look it up real quick. I think it was $30 million, I think I looked earlier. It had a lot of special effects. I, yeah. So I can see it not being uh, Yeah, $30 million And box office so far is $3.1 million. Damn. Um, um, this weekend, it just smashed its fucking oh, grill piece yeah, yeah. already la- yesterday. Dude. Yeah, I'm done talking about this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. You have anything else to say? Uh, I just looked at it. We've been talking. We're like going on like an hour and 20 minutes or something. Okay, like that. yeah. We've been talking about something too long. I don't care. It's, I am super interested. I said it's on the last episode, and I'll say it on this episode. I'm super interested to hear what people think about with the movies that we see. Uh, or even just some movies you're out there seeing. But if you've seen... If you've seen Mother, I really want to hear your thoughts on it. So yeah. email us or Facebook or something. But before we end, I mean, here's the challenge. What are we giving the award to? What are you giving the award to? I what give, am I giving the award to? I don't know. I give it to cinematography. Yeah. I think it looks I good. Get, it, yeah. it looks good. It's well really good. shot. It's very it's, pretty. It, yeah, it's, it looks great. It's Especially with the setting itself, with the house. It's so rustic. It's so, like, mm-hmm. it's so cool. Like, the sound design in this movie is really good too, especially yeah. in the beginning. What was? Here we go, real quick. I got a question for you. What the fuck is up with the motif of things falling and breaking? What is? Yes, that? glass, shattered glass. Yeah, but why? Every time, I don't know why. Okay. That, I had a question about that, and and and, and, and <laughs> like and, people keep dropping things. Yeah. It's like, and yeah. like when it would happen, there'd be like a high ring real quick. Yeah, she, it would. It would amplify it. it. What was the medicine she was taking? Yeah, that, that's what I'm gonna say. The medicine, and she. It also seemed like she used that same medicine to paint the walls with. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She she mixed that same it in powder. Yeah. Went, the fuck. 
<laughs> what the fuck was it? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I give um, it cinematography. How everything yeah. looked. And that I'll give it to that or how it was acted. Yeah, there were some good. There, there were good. 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 I like Heavier Bardem. I've never been a Jennifer Lawrence like I've never been a Jennifer fan. Lawrence fan. I don't think she's yeah. good. I think she's pretty. I think she's really pretty. Really? Yeah, I really like I, I, don't I think, think she's, she's very, very I don't think she's super I think she's attractive. extremely pretty. Yeah. But I don't think she's very strong. I think it's funny that, that she's comfortable enough with her body after all those nudes got leaked to be nude. Yeah. <laughs> she was yeah. <laughs> she, yeah she like her titties are popping out on this. Even even yeah. earlier she has a gown you can see through. I'm like, so I guess that you just like come to the fact <laughs> that after your phone got hacked that she's it's just like people are gonna find it anyway. Like there are way worse photos. It's her, it's her taking control of this. Yeah, good for yeah, her. Good for her. It's, uh, yeah. No, it's yeah, yeah. What was I gonna say? Oh, so I gotta give my reward. Yeah, cinematography is really good. Mm-hmm. The sound design is really good too. But mm-hmm. it's uh, there's like a part where she's like washing dishes at one point, and it's the specific sink they're using with the water splashing into it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I knew that sound. I've heard that sound before. That is a big metal sink and a heavy flow of water through a pipe is splashing into it. I know that fucking sound. Yeah, it right. was really good. Sure. There was very good sound. Yeah. That's not what I'm giving it to. What I'm giving it to <laughs> is the first half of the movie. <laughs> what I'm getting for is the religious overtones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really like the religious overtones. <laughs> I like uh, everyone consuming Jesus Christ. <laughs> his, his flesh is food. So Let's go to Saturday Night Mass. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I like I've said, I thoroughly enjoy... The first hour of this movie, I thought was my new dar- favorite Darren Aronofsky movie. All right, all right. I really like Noah, but the first half of this movie, I was like, "Cool, I found a new one. Good." I and did. I was like, "Super excited." I was sitting there going, "This isn't good as a wrestler." Max one. <laughs> Where's Mickey Rourke? Yeah, what's going on? And Mickey Rourke was just pile driving. <laughs> he, he takes baby Jennifer Jesus Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> he breaks. He just breaks baby Jesus's neck. Fucking super. And then song. eats him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'd be like, God damn, what's Mickey that, Rourke. What's that in South Park? It's like Christopher Reeve. He gets this Christopher, power. Yeah, Christopher from, Reeve. To, to, like fetus. Yeah, he has to eat fetuses to heal him from his uh, paralyzed. He gets the stem cells. From, from being paralyzed. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, that's a... Uh, I'm going to give it to the first half of the movie. Okay. Like, it's yeah. so fucking... Like, I'm... I'm legi- I'm legitimately serious with you folks. If you want to go watch this movie, by all means, go watch it. Give us your opinion. Just Yeah, give us your opinion. But like, if you want to actually, en- if you want to actually enjoy it, leave after the first hour. Sure. Leave. <laughs> Do not stick around. Just for the sit around in your car driving home, just thinking about what possibly yeah. hap- what, what what could happen. And it's probably better. Just, just like, huh? I wonder what all the mystery was. Because when you find the unveiling, and that you're just looking at a really shitty finger painting instead of a portrait, you're going to be. So so upset. It's <laughs> art. Oh. Oh my. It's art yeah. of the highest. Um. So that's it. Uh. Yeah. Are we doing a recommendation corner? This yeah. week has been fucked up. Uh, you, I got, I got one. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Um. Last night I went with my parents for uh, my mom's birthday to go see Wind River. Oh, is that who you went with? Like yeah. I know you said you were hanging out with your parents. I thought. Yeah. I thought it was after that you and Chris just went to go see Wind River. No, no, he was uh, my buddy staying here after the hurricane because his power is still out. So he came. He came with us. Yeah. Because my parents were like, oh, I mean, buddy's staying over at y'all's place. Like, does he want to get dinner and uh, get movie time? Come on. So he's like, yeah. So we all went and saw it together. Nice. Um, and Wind River. Uh, I don't want to talk about too much because I don't want to give away and going into it. I went in kind of blind. It's directed written by Taylor Sheridan. Um, who okay. wrote Sicario and Hell or High Water, which oh, okay. I love Sicario, you hate Sicario. Yeah. Um, and Hell or High Water, which we both like. Um, 
It's a really good. That was my favorite <laughs> film of last year. Yeah. Um, you may also know him, which I didn't find out today. Um, viewers may uh, know him if you watch Sons of Anarchy. He played David Hell in that, who was the uh, gotcha. uh, he was he was the sheriff, the sheriff's deputy. He was the deputy. Um, but uh, yeah, this guy's a hell of a writer. Um, he's really good. But I think this is uh the first one he directed. He directed like a almost like a really cheap budget movie called Vile. I think that was just kind of his like foot in the door. Like, hey, I can shoot, you oh, know, okay, whatever. Cool. Yeah. Then wrote Sicario, wrote so Hell or High Water. Yeah, that portfolio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he wrote directed Wind River. And nice. next year, Sodado is coming out, which will be the sequel to Sicario. Uh, with Benicio Del Toro and Josh Brolin are coming is back. Is Denis Villeneuve at least directing it? No. Uh, Stefano, nope. so, Stefano Salima <laughs> is uh, directing it. The movie does not need a sequel. Uh, Why are they doing a sequel? Uh, it does. Uh, <laughs> Soldado means soldier in Spanish. Sicario, you know, so, like, means assassin. Just... Oh, okay. Um, Someone can just literally come to Emily Blunt and, like, shit on her. <laughs> no. Like, here you go. Oh, she, it doesn't matter. She's not in She went. She went back to uh, wherever she... Remember, because she was yeah. she transferred from somewhere to help. Yeah, that's right. So she went back the fuck where she needed she to go. To, she <laughs> went back to Tom Cruise to make Edge of Tomorrow too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the edge yeah. of tomorrow. The edge of the edge of tomorrow. yeah. <laughs> Over the edge. I think that's literally the name. You saw Edge of Tomorrow, right? Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. The sequel is apparently called like the Edge of the. Oh, edge you're of being tomorrow. serious. They're actually I'm making serious. one. Serious. Oh, they're making a sequel, and huh. it's literally called the Edge. Of the edge of tomorrow or something. Uh, <laughs> I'm completely serious. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, no, I, I I'll pass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Wind River takes place on the Wind River Reservation up in Utah, I think. Oh, okay, so it's about white people taking the brown people's land away. Uh, no, not really. Uh, sorry, it's in Wyoming. Uh, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner plays uh, Corey. I forgot his last name, but um, he's a tracker for the Fish and Wildlife yeah. Service um, while he's out tracking. Uh, some type of animal. I think there's like mountain lions going around like killing uh, wildlife and stuff like that. Yeah. So while he's hunting, he comes across a body. The police report it. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen comes in. She's an FBI agent. Oh, cool. And basically she's like, she's way out of her depth. She comes from Fort Lauderdale. Um, and Jeez, then she was over yeah. in Vegas for a while. And now she, from Vegas, she had to fly into Wyoming. She's not been dressed appropriately for it. Like <laughs> she's going to freeze to death if she's in the stuff. So uh, they kind of team up to try to figure out what happened, like where this girl was murdered or whatever. And so real, it's it's uh, just like Hell or High Water and, and, and Sicario. And in a lot of ways, this is also a Western, mm-hmm. like a neo-Western crime thriller. Um, it's got a lot of Western type overtones. It's almost like a snow Western, like a, like the Great Silence or something. Yeah. Um, it's uh, uh, dark. It is violent. It is a pretty rough movie. Warning: There is a rape scene in it. Mm-hmm. it it's, but it's not a grotesque rape scene. Um, it, it's as classy as you can do one. You know, yeah. it doesn't make it like it makes you cringe because of what it is. But yeah. like, they don't I mean, dwell on it. We're just nature, like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> like, like it happens. So, I mean, if you don't want to watch a movie because of that, I completely understand. I feel like I should warn you that there is a small part yeah. of that in this trigger warning. For yeah, yeah. Like um. But other than that, the movie is dark. Um, it, it's interesting. It's it's it has a lot of humanity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It's very, very well worth your time. Um, I don't want to talk too much more about it because I want to ruin anything about I it. I really want to see it. Yeah. It, it's, um, it, it's, it's sounding pretty cool. Yeah, and, you know, the whole idea, you know, I mean, it's, it's 
you don't see a lot of movies that are focused on Native Americans or on a reservation or anything like that. Yeah. So there's yeah, a big definitely. reservation that were big focus on the reservation, like the police force being like, this FBI person, like, this is the only help we're getting. It's like, nobody gives a fuck about us. Yeah. Like, we're just going to kind of figure this out on our own, <laughs> you know, Jeez. kind of idea, you know, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's great. It's, it's a really, really strong movie. Cool. Yeah, it's very claustrophobic feeling. Also, it's like in the oh, snow, okay. yeah. and it's just on like this reserve, Oof. and you know, there's nothing out. You know, you're not getting any outside help or yeah. anything like that, and you're trying to track this killer. That's so, honestly yeah. the, one of the parts that I was about to walk out on uh, Mother is mm-hmm. like when it uh, it gets claustrophobic mm-hmm. when they're all breaking into the house, and I was like, I was freaking out for a second. I was oh, like, yeah. man, it's too much to take. Like, mm-hmm. she's freaking out, I'm freaking out. Like, everyone's coming in. Like, claustrophobic. Like, if they if you portray it right in the movie, claustrophobia can like, it's not so much that they're like, Oh, we're showing a character that's in a small, sp-. like, no, you're making the audience feel like they're in that situation right. with that, those people in that setting. Mm-hmm. And you're making the audience feel like their space is getting intruded on. And yep. even though you're in a big fucking room with like a huge ceiling and a huge screen in front yeah. of you, like that shit can make you feel claustrophobic. Yeah, for sure. The, Absolutely. The right sound design and the right thing on screen will fuck with you. It's like tension. Some magic of in, 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 in a movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like one river has a lot of tension. There's like a lot oh, okay. of things are happening where you're just like uneasy. Cool. And a bunch of different things. Yeah. You're like, oh fuck. Like yeah. you just have this like overbearing feel of uh, uh of of just uh like trepidatiousness. Like you're just like very like I don't like Yeah. Like, something I'm ready for something just like hit the wall you yeah, know definitely. it happens a few scenes and it's mm-hmm. really well shot like for this being his first big film directing he does a hell of a job he's an amazing he's, he could be somebody to really watch for nice you know i mean he's already a great writer so yeah yeah definitely um i'll just go with my since our it episode got fucked up last week i'll just go with my record because i like i i got fucked up a lot more from the like the hurricane isn't what messed up the episode but mm-hmm. like I didn't have power for like three days. I didn't mm-hmm. have internet for like four days. Mm-hmm. I was like, my car like messed up last mm-hmm. week. Like all this kind of shit, just like shit hit the fan for me last week. It was aggravating. So I haven't really been able to enjoy a lot of stuff throughout the week, especially anything new. But <laughs> so I'll just do what I was talking about last week. Cause that's basically what I've been doing this week as well. Uh, I've been playing destiny two on the PS4. Mm-hmm. It's uh very fun. I'm not usually an MMO kind of guy. It's this weird smorgasbord of like elements from different games. It's an RPG, MMO, first-person shooter, online, like sci-fi, fantasy, crazy. It's just so crazy, and it's really fun. Like I get to like play as a character that has like basically superpowers, and mm-hmm. I'm running around like just smashing into stuff. And I've got friends. Like last night, I was up until almost like three or four a.m. playing with my friends over on the west coast. Mm-hmm. So like they were online, and I jumped online with them. We're all just running around together, doing random shit, getting our asses handed to us. But <laughs> we're still we're still having fun. Um, and that's one of the only games I like go out of my way to play with people online, even people I don't know, because mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff, especially after you beat like the campaign and everything. And you're doing more online stuff with other people, the quote unquote in game content. Uh, a lot of stuff <laughs> you need other people's help with. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to go do this really hard mission or this really hard thing, or you need some cooperation over here. So, you have to team up with like all these people. Right. And 
so yeah like that's basically what makes the game is a community like mm-hmm. a lot of people have fun with it and it's there like i have a podcast that comes out every week that i listen to specifically for this like game it's just this game and it's a podcast about it and i listen to it every fucking week or usually i i dive out every now and then but because there's like low times where like the game came out all right everyone's playing the game and it's not as popular right now and oh a oh, new expansion so everyone's talking about it again and it, so it, it goes through waves um and i go through that with the podcasts but it's it's really it's really fun the community's really fun with it the story's really good it's got a lot of really good one of the best things about the game is voice acting i meant to look up the names for it and i forgot but one of the people that does voice acting in it is uh shit what the fuck is his name the dude from firefly nathan fillion <laughs> nathan fillion yeah uh-huh. he plays a character called kate six which is like this robot okay and uh so like because he like, got jealous like ellen tudyk being in rogue one Oh yeah, yeah. Alan Tudyk was on Firefly. Also, he was yeah, yeah, exactly. There. Yeah, but then yeah. he was a, he was a droid on yeah, he's uh, Rogue K2, One. K2SO yeah, one. yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Then like he just plays this like it's really funny. Like his character is like just really funny and cracking jokes all the time and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, they they it's a lot better than the first game. Like they develop more characters and more story. You understand what's going on more. The only problem I had with this game, and it's very it's a really small gripe. But the biggest thing is that, like, so you play as a character that has this ability called, like, light. It's like you're a guardian, and your ability is light. Like, you're able to do amazing stuff. Like, you can jump really high and smash things, and you can use, like, electricity and fire and, like, all this kind of abilities, like, all this stuff. And you fight enemies of the darkness or enemies that are from the darkness and like all this kind of stuff and it's it's whatever it's it's a weird you got to be in it for the story so it's just if you like it you like it you don't you don't but there's this thing where it's like you get these powers from like you have the light and so in this game in the in the second game they start off the game by taking away your light and they're like oh no so a new enemy has come in and they take away your light and now you have to struggle and fight to get it back and that's what all the uh, campaigning around, like, that's what all the marketing is for, like, the second game before you even start it. And so I start the game, and I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm going to have to fight to get my light back. And you get it back after, like, one fucking mission. Oh. <laughs> it's like you do one mission, and you're like, all right, I'm good again. And so, like, you play the rest of the game, and you're just like, you do the rest of the campaign, and you're like, that was it? Like, I got it back? Like, it's still a fun campaign, and you still have to, like, level up and beat people and everything, but it's like... That makes no narrative sense. Yeah, right. Like, what did you guys just do? And it's, yeah. that's my biggest gripe with it. It's, it's we don't want to ruin the rest of the game. We just yeah. give you the first mission. <laughs> exactly. So we'll take it away. You'll be without it for a second, but we'll give it right back to you. It was the, it was their way of like, because what they did is none of your stuff from the first game carries over. So in the first game, you spent literal years, like it's been out for three years. You go around and you get loot and you get like weapons and armor and all this kind of stuff. And you level up your character get it to a certain level, get it so powerful and whatever. And then the second game comes out and they trash everything. They're like, this new enemy shows up. He fucks everything up. He takes away your light. You're back to level one. And that was their way of doing it. All right. But the thing is, is the game is about you being powerful and awesome. Mm-hmm. So like, they couldn't let you be without it for too long. Right. So they're like, Hey, we took it away. So you lost it. So this is destiny too. And then, like, a mission later, like, nah, I'll give it back to you. There it is. <laughs> like, Dude, it's just okay. like Mother. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Goddamn Javier Bardem. 
Maybe Bardem's just taking your light away oh. and then giving it back. <laughs> He's like, so you're going to worship me now, right? I just want your love. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is, man. It's Mother of the Video Game. <laughs> no, it's a lot better than that. Uh, <laughs> that's what I've, I've literally, if I get free time, uh, I'm either like, the only time I stop playing that game is so fucking sad. I'm such a fucking nerd. The only time I stop to play that game is like to go to work, to eat, or to sleep. That's wow. like all I've been doing. I've been, that's not entirely true. You want to like, like read a book or something? Nah, okay. <laughs> I'm just playing it. I'm getting it out of my system. Fuck me, right? I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been able to play Destiny, especially since I was out without power in the internet for four days. Sure. So, like, yesterday was my first day off, and I just spent the whole day. Like, literally, I was just playing that game, like, all day. Mm. Like, I went and got some food. I had to take my car to the shop. I... You whatever had to clean up a little bit after the hurricane, but for the most of the day, I was like, I'm not doing shit. Mm. I was like, I got to take my car to the shop, and then my like all this other like shit was just going around like around the house. Like we've got limbs all in our yards, I have to like pick yeah. all that up and everything. We gotta do work. <sighs> Hurricanes <Yeah>. are the worst. <laughs> yeah, they, suck. they give me so many white people problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hate it. I gotta go do stuff. Yeah. yeah. What? I'm stuck in traffic. Here's <laughs> this. I don't care if the road's flooded. Mm-hmm. Drive through it. My electricity um, was out for three hours. <laughs> Fuck. Man, it was rough. I was like, my like, I was getting dressed for two of the mornings out of the week going to work. I was getting dressed by the light of my cell phone. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't have light. Or I don't have, like, yeah, I don't have light. I don't have power right now. So. God forbid that we get hit by EMP. Oh, We're Jesus. Going, Fuck. <laughs> civilization is just I'll going. i lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking civilization is just going to destroy itself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It'll be bad. Um, and yes. then we'll be able to hit, listen to our super awesome podcast. You won't be, oh. you won't be able to hear us talk about Selfless plug. anymore. <laughs> hey, <Hey-o. laughs> um, Yeah, that's like an hour and something. So, that's, yeah. Oh, uh, small, quick, lost update from Megan. She's on, uh, she's, I think she's about on season three. It's not too much to say because, you know, she lost some power too from the hurricane. And she lives out in, like, the country. So she had to deal with, like, annoying, like, water, like, everywhere and stuff. Yep. But as far, as far as I heard, it wasn't too bad for her. So I'm pretty That's sure good. she's still alive. Awesome. <laughs> um, so she's, yeah, she, like, texted me and she's like, dude, loss is getting crazy. And I was like, yeah, it starts that way. But I mean, yeah, it's getting, she's <laughs> it's, like, it's getting yeah. there um potato potato <laughs> yeah so she's almost at the end of the season two this uh one of the guys on the show his name's michael his son walt gets taken by the others that are on the island they kidnap his son walt and the most that you really end up finding out about it is that like they think his son is special and they're like is walt the black guy walt, michael is the black guy and walt is his, is his son oh is his son black, okay black yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so they take michael and or they take Walt, and they're like, your son is special. And there's this, like, crazy part where they're like, hey, li- the, hey listen. <laughs> I mean, it's lost. They're like, he's special. It's like, no, we had him tested. He's he's, he's normal <laughs> he's IQ. He's fine. Um, <laughs> he so, takes normal classes. So Michael, like, disappears, like, and, like, goes and tries to, like, find his son or whatever. Tries to go to the others. And then comes back and, like... It's revealed that the guy that they had, uh, the island people that are the survivors from the plane crash, they found someone else in the island who was there from like a hot air balloon. He calls himself Henry Grail, Henry Gale. Mm-hmm. Turns out that, hey, that's a plant from the others. And they're like, hey, like, this isn't a guy that he's not who he says he is. And so Michael finds that out and he's like, the, uh, the others are like, hey, your people have one of our people. Uh, if you want your son back, go get him for us. Uh-huh. And he's like, 
okay, so like he goes in and actually like kills like two different people. He like shoots people and like lets the guy loose. And he's like, go, get out of here. I want my son back. And so like they get him back and then some of the other playing survivors like chase him and they're trying to like find Walt because he literally just like killed two or yeah, Michael and they're like trying Four to get him because he killed <laughs> Yeah, he like killed some people. And there's this crazy scene where it shows what Michael did when he was like talking with the people and uh the people of the others that have his son. And the and the others are just like the others are like, hey, uh, so we have some questions for you about your son. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, he's like, have you ever considered your son to be special? And Michael's like, yeah. And they're like, okay, um, has Walt ever appeared in a place he wasn't supposed to be? And Michael's like, the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, okay. And they're like, all right, um, what about this? And they're like just asking him random questions. And he's like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, that's all we needed to know. And they're like, if you want your son back, go get our guy back. And he's like, fuck. So he like has to go and get this guy back and brings him back. And then some of the other, like Jack and Hurley and Kate, they chase him and they get to the end. And like, uh, Ben, the guy who was an implant from the others, he at one point is like, Michael, like he gives him a boat and he's like, Hey, deal, a deal's a deal. Like you're, you can leave the Island. Here's a boat. Go ahead. And they're, and Michael's like, you're fucking kidding me. That's it. I get to, I get to leave. And they're like, yeah, you can leave. And he's like, what, what about them? Cause they capture like Jack and them. And he's like, and Ben's like, Oh, don't worry. Everything's fine. And Michael's like, who are you people? And Ben's like, Oh, we're the good guys. And like, that's the end. <laughs> like it's fucking crazy. And that's like, I think so. I think she's about to start season three. And so like, she's been introduced to the others on the Island who call who think they're the good guys who manipulate the plane crash survivors. Mm-hmm. And there are two people who just got off the Island, Michael and his son. Mm-hmm. And they're like gone now. Okay. So yeah, she's, she's getting there. I think she's going to be, yeah, starting season three soon. So I'll go over there and try to watch that with her. Cause season three is crazy. I'm, I know I'm spoiling this. Like every time people tune in and they just hear me talking about lost with Megan, like, I'm sorry, like go watch lost. <laughs> Cause like, Megan's watching it and so I finally get to talk about it again because someone's watching it right so I get to be like yay and she's watching it so I get to explain things that she's seen uh, I'm trying to remember like I've watched this show multiple times through um, so I'm trying to remember like episodes that she's on and hopefully because I know she listens to us all the time too uh, I'm trying not to ruin stuff for her right so sure. she's like watching stuff and I'm trying not to jump ahead to like ruin stuff but uh, hopefully I'm not if I'm ruining stuff for you, like hopefully you don't care and you're not going to go watch Lost. I <laughs> don't like the show but that it, much. Yeah. But if you do, if you do want to watch Lost, go fucking watch it. You can, you can tune in with Megan every, like every week she's watching it. So. That's like we updated what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, that's it. So cool. Yeah. She's almost not, not halfway done. She's a quarter of the way through the show. So there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like 25%. There's only six seasons. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. Lost update with Megan. So that's it for the show. Yep. Episode. Yep. Yep. Uh, if you've got questions, thoughts, comments, concerns, you can uh, find us on Facebook, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can comment stuff to us. You can email us at and the award goes to podcast at gmail.com. Yep. That's the that's and the award goes to podcast, all one word at gmail.com. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, on iTunes. 
or whatever podcasting app you use. I have Android. I have this app called Podcast Addict. That's how I use like it it updates when we post a new episode. Okay, cool. I post a new episode on SoundCloud. It it feeds through iTunes and it gets pulled on my app and I see it come up. So I know like if you subscribe to our stuff, you don't have to do it through iTunes or SoundCloud. Right. You just use whatever app you're using and you some it, it just comes up all yeah. the time. Of course, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know how podcasts work. Yeah, so, you, so. so you know how to find everything that you just need some, about it. It's but. just some like old lady that just got a new computer and somehow accidentally does like, I don't know how to make it stop. <laughs> She's just listening to our shit nonstop. <laughs> She's um, like, I like God in a house. <laughs> yeah. I'm a mother. Yeah, I get that movie. <laughs> Maybe you have to be a mother to get that movie. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. We don't have... I'll Jonas, never know the miracle so. of childbirth. Yeah, exactly. Who are you? I'm his mother. <laughs> ah, she said she it. She said it. Uh, she did it. Yeah, that's it? Yeah. Next week. Ooh, Kingsman. Kingsman. We're seeing Kingsman. Thank, thank God, because I don't watch the fucking trailer anymore. Yeah, exactly. There's like so two tired three, of watching the trailer. Yeah, two or three different trailers that just keep fucking playing and... At least we didn't see that tonight. We didn't see a fucking Kingsman trailer. So. Yeah, we saw Blade Runner. Blade Runner's getting there also. I'm like, I'm tired of seeing the yeah, Blade Runner trailer. Yeah, I'm tired of the fucking trailer too. But it looks really good. Kingsman, first movie's incredible. That's yeah. one of my favorite fight scenes ever. The fucking church fight scene. So. It's pretty good. Um, I'm stoked for that to see what... Uh, as far as I know, the comic book doesn't have... Because it's based on a Mark Millar comic. Yes. And the comic doesn't have a sequel, does it? The comic's just one. Yeah, it's just one. And it's very different. So from, the, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the sequel doesn't have a comic... That it's following, right? Uh, nope. Okay. So it'll be its own thing. Yes. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Should be good. Um, I yeah. hope so. Should be yeah. good. This is Matthew Vaughn. I, I fully trust him. Yeah, Not me to too. Not anything crappy. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then after that, like, I think we have to, there's like that one week between Kingsman and then Blade Runner 2049, so we have to figure something out. Yeah. Well, maybe Halloween or something? We were yeah. talking about that at one Yeah, point, maybe so. review Halloween or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right, uh, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.